calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune into the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Steve Miggs. I'm here with the Reverend Enfuego. Hello. Glenn Cannon from Window Pane. Good morning. And we got a very special guest joining and hanging out with us this morning or afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. Our man, Aaron Jones. What up, though? Oh, it's good. It's been forever since we've had you nice here, man. It's been a minute, man. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. It seems like things are kind of uh, going okay in your world right now. Yeah, man. I'm just preparing myself for this big, huge launch of, of whatever it's going to be. <laughs> you know, that's what's <laughs> happening. So, yeah. Well, I want to get it out there. Uh, and we've had Aaron on before. I'm sure Hell people yeah. have seen the videos, and, uh, and we're going to have him perform as well. But uh, February 11th at the Crocodile, you got a big show on a Saturday night. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I got a lot of stuff that I'm announcing, actually, as of today major you know record stuff and and labels and and whatnot and agencies and but management companies it's all coming together man i got a really dope album i'm sitting on right now and we're getting ready to release that thing so and is, it, is it still being called audio paint job? it's called audio paint job that's I like right that. man that's now right. i gotta throw this out there because this is a great um i i've heard some of the record yeah and in the most weird way i've never experienced a listening party like this i don't even know if you call it a listening party and and when i explain what i'm about to explain imagine me trying to do what aaron did and you'd be like that would be the weirdest and creepiest thing but aaron's <laughs> got the charisma and the personality to pull this off I'm on Facebook, I'm getting ready to do something, and all of a sudden, Aaron's got a live video. And I'm like, oh, I'll see what's going on. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the Facebook Live. And he's previewing his brand new record, or songs off of this upcoming record, while he is shaving his head in his bathroom. Yeah, man. Nice. Yeah. That's what it was about. <laughs> so he's just shaving his head, like just doing it. Like getting and I I respect your shaving head game because I do the same thing. Just yeah. keep shaving until I think I'm done. While listening to the record, talking to the fans on Facebook Live, and I'm like watching this, I'm like, is this weird? And as soon as I think, is this weird that I'm watching another man shave his head? Right. And I go, What's up, Migs? I see you on here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh God. Oh, he sees me. <laughs> Do that. Right, right then he nicks his head like what's up ow log out log Marco, out Marco Collins that's one of my favorite quotes is like Marco Collins is watching it too and he's yeah. like why am I watching you do this like what right. is going on I was like because it's Facebook I yeah. watched it for yeah. a good Social minute media. I watched it for a good 20 minutes yeah I know dude yeah. I, I, I was surprised I was like I was like damn you guys are really bored <laughs> uh, Rev and I tried a similar release but we were both sitting on the throne reading a book with stuff going and not many people wanted to watch that yeah. I was kind of like oh I was surprised was, about that yeah, I was like Rev, how's yours going? And he didn't even reply to me. He didn't. He wasn't watching me to know that I was even asking. So, I was, that was yeah. deep in thought. I think the head shaving thing's probably the way to go, man. Yeah, it's the way to go. Bro. <laughs> Next window <laughs> pain record. You do a listening party as you're getting a Brazilian. No, <laughs> no. waxing, no. waxing. Mic me up and wax me. I'm down. I'll be there. I didn't know I could hit that note. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I just thought that was really fun and unique and that's different. Great. And, you know, in a weird way, listening to the songs in the background from a boombox that's now going through Facebook Live on your cell phone camera. Right. The tunes sounded great. They sounded pretty awesome. Yeah. I can't, I can't wait. I'll, I'll probably, after this uh, this interview, I'll probably send you over the, the, the track list. I have it all set up, and I'll send, you, send it to you so you can take a listen to oh, it. Oh, dude, I would love to hear it. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's definitely one of I've, I've let some people around the industry, some big names and things here, and, and it's 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 got, it's got some pull to it, man. Nice. It's definitely, you know, I... What I had to do was create a um, a popular version of what I was doing, something I was going to be able to be you know cast into the mainstream without forsaking my sound, you know. So, I thought Barrett Martin really helped with that. Jack and Dino was amazing. Yeah, um, I've had Barrett some, from Screaming Trees yeah, fame Barrett, for anyone right. Walking Papers that's as well. Right, right. One of the best drummers, a powerhouse behind the kit. Absolutely, man. And I've been I've been talking, um, you know, through him. I've, I've talked to people like Mike McCready. I've talked to Duff McKagan, and like you know, we, these I'm on an album with those two actually that, that gets dropped. Is it the, the Levy Walkers? Levy Walkers album, yeah. yeah. So, um, but uh, I've got to talk to a lot of people and, and really trust some some guidance from people who've really been there and done it, man. So it's been awesome. Who's given you the be- of those guys that you've named? Who's given the best guidance and what was it? Uh, I think Barry honestly has given me the best guidance, but I'd, I'd say uh, uh, they both. I mean, equally, they both have something really amazing to offer and say to you, <laughs> you know, and yeah. from different perspectives, from their, their respective places and their bands, you know. So I can't say one or a person or other gave me better advice, but you know, I've, I've taken pieces of what. Each of them is said and applied to myself humbly, you know, because I'm just the, I'm just the kid, baby. <laughs> I'm just the kid. You, you know? should go. I, what do you guys know? What, what do you know about anything? You guys are terrible bands. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> this is my art. You've never done this before. <laughs> you haven't walked in a mile in Aaron Jones. Walking Walk in my shoes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you. <laughs> you. That's like getting pissed at your family. You guys ever get mad at your family? And you're like, I don't want to see you again. You should die. I'm gonna see you next Thursday. You coming to that thing though? <laughs> well, can you loan me 500 <laughs> bucks? <laughs> <laughs> you mean that thing so Thursday? True. All right, love you. Hate love you, you, love you though. <laughs> love you, I'm mad right now, again. but I'll see you Thursday. I'll see you Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Question uh, from from off the record. Um, will Boys from the Future Sound be on? Yes, it will. Okay. Yes, it will. Because yes, I mean, I remember you released that song, and it was just a standalone yeah. and to this day I mean I, I, I blogged today about some of my favorite local bands I had a good talk with one of my buddies from the east coast and he uh, understandably had no idea that there's still an amazing scene that's happening in the northwest Yeah, and so he's like well tell me who are the bands that I should check out and it's funny because in, in my and I just copy and pa- I got lazy I'm like I'm just going to copy and paste what I basically told him and put it in my blog today and it's at ksw.com and I of course, listed off the boys in window pane, putting out an, a phenomenal course, record. Yeah. Our, our buddy White only and White only in the wreckage, uh, ten miles wide, yeah, and also Aaron Jones in the way. And I'm like, these are, and I gave him a couple links to some videos. I'm like, yeah. check these guys out, and then come back to me and say, hey, is there a Seattle music scene going yeah, on? It's just a different world. It's a yeah. different time, and and yeah, we had a great time with uh, the, the the '90s quote unquote grunge world. But right now, man. I'm really pumped about what what's been coming out. There's a in the lot last... of amazing stuff going yeah, on right really now, is, you know. And it's not even like, oh, this is my favorite local release. I'm like mm. at the point where it's like, this is my favorite. Re-. Like I just yeah. looked at my uh, my on my uh, uh, Apple Music uh, app. And like just the, the amount of airplay that I'm given, like it's like most played window pane, Aaron Jones, it's ten miles wide, and it's like, oh, and then also Metallica. Right. And it's yeah. like okay, so like that's not like my that I can't lie to that thing. It's it's just picking up what I'm listening right. to. And it's like that's what that's so much passion for this local scene right well, now. I think the landscape has changed so much that you know, if you think about what went on in the late 80s, early 90s, it was a different world. And so I think if you were to fast forward to right now, these are artists that would be signed and distributed and receiving Easy. pushes. But the marketplace has changed so dramatically. Mm-hmm. But, you know, people that aren't from Seattle aren't aware of these artists. And I'm going to go ahead and say yet, because I'm going to say like in the past three, four, five years, there's been some really spectacularly 
just really exciting stuff popping out, yeah, man. Yeah. And bands, maybe I knew this guy or knew that guy, but they got involved with this or that, and then I'd hear what they're doing. I'm like, man, you know, now I got to keep up with that. Yeah, man. Yeah, you <laughs> you know, know. I, I, it's exciting. It's what exciting. I notice about Seattle music is, um, and I talk about this quite a bit, is there's just different tiers of the music, you know. And, and I'm born and raised here, baby. I'm a product of the, of the music scene here, just from as a, as a baby, even as a kid, you know. And so. I've risen through the different tiers of the music industry in Seattle, and what I've noticed is like um, the it's the difference between now and the '90s is that the artists now have to understand the business. It's in the '90s you didn't you didn't have That's to know right. as much, you know. Now it doesn't. It, you have to know. You have to know exactly what 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 you want. You got to know exactly who can get that for you, and you got to build a team around that and make sure you know. You know, you, you dot your eyes, cross your T's, and curl your Q's, man. You got to get it. Got to get it, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I never curled my. I Q's. never curl my Q. <laughs> oh, I, I write in pure chicken scratch. I think that's what's slowing me down. I received a memo from Glenn. It looked like he had a heart failure while I was penning it to him. So. I just recycled that. I want to throw something out. It's just on the back of my mind. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about right now. And I apologize for kind of steering us off a little bit of the beaten path. But I feel like uh, we're in a room with people that I, I, I feel like this could be talked about. It has nothing to do with music. Um, it's been a weird couple of days for oh, me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't even know how to get into it. It's not really a necessarily fun thing, but I think it's something that I want to throw out there because, um, you know, depression and, and, and life stuff is something that I think all of us have battled. All of us continue to battle. And one of my friends, one of my oldest friends here in the Northwest is uh, a friend of my, named Sarah that I've known. She plays hockey with me and uh, a goalie. I've known her since pretty much I moved out here. She invited me to go play roller hockey. She tried to take her life. And it was one of those moments on Saturday night that just devastated me. And I was debating if I wanted to talk about it, but I... It's in the back of my mind, and I feel like if I don't get it out, this whole podcast, I'm not going to be paying attention. And I just feel like I just want to dedicate this to her because I know at times, from time to time, she listens to the podcast. And I just want to tell her that I love her. And uh, I'm hoping to visit her today at Harborview. Um, and and just uh, tomorrow in the world of Canada, they call it Bell's Let's Talk. It's a it's a, a movement to really get the word out about men- mental illness and depression. And, and you know what? Not everybody... People look like they're happy people on the outside, but maybe they're not on the inside. And um, again, I apologize for just kind of derailing what, what's going on right now, but I really wanted to just get that out there and dedicate this episode to her uh, and let her know I love her with all of my heart. And there's so many people in, on her Facebook page. She's, she's the glue of the hockey community in this town. Like Everybody knows her. Everybody loves her. She's a phenomenal goalie, but it doesn't even... We're all weird as goalies, but this has nothing to do with the goalie part. This has everything to do with the, as a human being. Uh, it... I was like, at first I was like, listen, watching all these things. I'm like, I don't know how she's going to take that. Cause it's like, almost like people are sharing stuff that almost feels like a eulogy and she's alive and she's going to be okay. Uh, she just went through a tough patch and, and I don't know what that tough patch is, but how, how did you come to find out about it? Here's the crazy part. Facebook of all things. You know how often you see people put those vague posts up there? And I don't know about you guys more often than not. I'm just like, what are you looking for attention? Mm-hmm. She put up something at one in the morning on Saturday night. And I didn't see it until Sunday and, and, and saw the thread that happened. And fortunately, she also texted a few friends just saying how she loved them. And thank God, one of our friends, a mutual friend, Lindsay, noticed something was weird about that post. And it had nothing to do. It never said, I'm taking my life. I'm out of here. It just said something to the extent of I'm, when you reach out for somebody that you care about and they don't get back to you. It, it would hurts. trigger a, hey, are you okay? Right. Kind of thing. And then all of a sudden it was a, hey, are you okay? And no response. So... And again, like I would just have assumed, all right, well, she's having a rough night. But because of her friends that knew better and saw that, they started freaking out. Somebody call her. She's not answering. Somebody find out what is her address. Send the police. Seems extreme. But had the police not shown up, she, had a, she was on assisted breathing for 
a good part of Sunday because of what she did. Do you know what she did? Um, I don't know if I want to get super into sure, the details, understood. but understood. alcohol was involved, um, okay. and it was just a rough night, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it was weird because I was talking to one of my buddies, a mutual friend, and we're just devastated. We're talking about this. And I'm like, what the F? This is insane. Like, She's always happy. She's a great person. Everyone loves her. She's just part of our community. And most of the really troubled people tend to be that person. Mm-hmm. It's the Robin Williamson. Yeah, right, right. You know, these shining lights that carry everyone else. Um, yeah. That, those tend to be the people, man. And so, um, and he brought up a great point. He's like, because I'm like, I don't know if people should be really like, keep posting on our Facebook page because I'm afraid that, hey, this is, this could trigger something. And he's like, dude, had it not been for the posting on the Facebook page, she probably wouldn't be with us. And it was just like, mind exploding you know what i mean like so i i I don't want to derail things i just wanted to and i know we're going to play some great songs and i know she loves at all she loves music and i know she would love whatever you're going to do and i just would like to dedicate the music that you play on on our podcast today the spirit of what our podcast is to her um and hopefully i'll get to see her either today or tomorrow i'm waiting to hear back on what keep us informed man Um, you know we'll obviously want to know but she's she's one of the good Good catch. You know, yeah, the, yeah. the good guys you do not want to see leave this planet. We need more of her. This is funny, man, because you, you mentioned yeah. you mentioned that the, the mental illness thing, and this is like one of the most overlooked things in this country. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, Ronald Reagan cut the, the the funding to mental illness and the programs like that in the 80s, mm-hmm. and since then we've been we've seen like 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 tr- a tremendous amount of like devastation through mental illness, man. Yeah. And and fame, and you you know this too. Fame is, is it attracts mentally ill people. And I can't I can't tell you how many times I've talked to people who just like just te- and it's not even something where you go, you go. This person obviously has something going on. It's like they seem really normal on the outside. Like yeah. there's no kind of problem at all. But like it's it's the conversations you have where you go, that's a little bit off and a little bit weird, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just really important that we, you know, you, you highlight that mental illness is a real thing. It's a real struggle for people, and something actually needs to be done about it. But it, it, and it's not just like giving someone pills. I mean, that, that's at the point yeah. where you have to start giving someone that's pills. Treating a symptom, right? You're treating a symptom, and, and it's already too late. It's already it's already gone too far. We're talking like from the, the, their childhood, something needs to happen. Something needs to change in order to create a new frequency. Uh, for this person's mental capacity, their, their mind, you know? Um, so, like, that's it's really interesting you mentioned that. I've really been thinking a lot about that, how, how mental illness plays a huge role in in, um, in our society, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of these mass shootings and things like that are because Absolutely. of mental illness that they, they, people break, you know? Uh, and so, um, you know, so... I wish the best for your friend. You know, hopefully right she can she can recover from that. But like, that's, if there's anybody out there listening to this right now, man, just like keep that in mind that you know, it, it all it really takes is a second just to say, hey, what's up? Are you okay? It's weird because I mean, we'll eventually later on doing when we do our emails and read our other stuff. Um, I've noticed this is a weird time. This month, I mean, it, it is like you hear about it. Like January, late January is the most depressing time of the year, mm-hmm. and and you, you almost like oh studies. But then you start seeing it on a firsthand account. You're like, wow, yeah, this is just a really rough go. And, you know, I mean, and, and it, yeah, I just like like you said, I mean, it's just a, it's a scary situation. And I just I know that there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that look at our podcast as a way to find that positivity because they realize that they're not alone. We've right. talked about all yeah. this at length. And you, you actually made a fascinating point, which is, I mean, I've talked openly about it on this podcast, being in a position where I really think I need help. And I simply cannot afford it. Mm-hmm. And even as an individual with health care, I have health insurance and I can't afford to get the help that I believe in my heart I need. Right. And so what you said was really poignant. But the only thing I can say to that is, you know, then what you have is your friends and family. Yeah, that's it. And as alone as you feel, um, 
man, you're not. There's somebody. Right. So, I mean, everything Aaron's saying is right on point, but, you know, reach out or even what she did. She put something up on Facebook, and even that's sending up a flare. And thank God she did. Oh, God, um, dude. I can't even imagine. Like, one of my buddies even put that on there. He Like, he just wrote a long post, and it was just like everything that I think all of us were feeling, like the woulda, coulda, what would have happened had nobody showed up, what would have happened if nobody thought to call the cops, and it's just like... I mean, and we're all devastated as it is because we love her so much, and she brings so much joy to our community. To think that we don't have, we wouldn't have that opportunity again. Ah, well, just- and my hope is that this moment will serve as a gatepost in her life. Yeah, because if you hit rock bottom and survive that, mm-hmm. you know, apparently the only way from rock bottom is up. So my hope is that this will serve as a gatepost yeah. in her life, and she can begin to address the things that that she needs to address so that she can you know be happy yeah be be here you know because when you hit that point where you really contemplate the fact that you'd just rather not be here anymore that's pretty heavy duty super um you know i've uh, i've definitely been through that in my life and luckily i've always landed at it's better to be here yeah um but and, and, and to be able to firsthand i think see what she will see when she comes through to be able to like see on her page I mean, people changing their their uh, their, their profile pictures. You know, yeah, like, these are yeah. silly things, maybe on the surface, but when you really look into it deeply, you realize what kind of an impact somebody has. Mm-hmm. I mean, we often say, like when we're at a, like a funeral or whatever, you're like, I hope that this person looking down can see what oh, sure. all of us think. And uh, and an unfortunate unfortunate and fortunate way she is now able to. Um, and, well, I and, hope and it'll serve I hope as a it gatepost. Well, yeah, you know, it's yeah. You, you, there's from this moment, all she can do. Now that she survived this, thank God, mm. um, hopefully address whatever it is that was tearing her apart and, yeah. and move on and have a wonderful life. And know you're surrounded by people that are more than yeah. happy to listen, Sounds more like than happy to pick up the massive phone for you. massive support system, absolutely. It's gigantic, man. It's yeah. super gigantic. Like, well, I'm glad across, she's here, man. Not you just, know? I mean, I'm seeing not from just America, Canada, obviously, because of hockey, and we, we know a lot of Canadians, but to Hong Kong, where she's played in hockey tournaments. because Crazy. That's wow. incredible. It just, yeah, it's just, and I'm so glad that we're all coming together for somebody that is still with us. Yeah. So today is yeah. dedicated to her. I don't want to completely uh, derail things, but I was hoping that, you know, let's jump right into a song. And if you don't mind yeah, dedicating no problem, it man. to Sarah, yeah. uh, to Goose, we love you. And uh, this this whole podcast is for you. Oh, let me turn this on. There we go. <laughs> This song on the show before, I believe. But you know, I wrote this song for people just like your friend Sarah, you know. So, Sarah, hope you're listening to this one. Because I know it's hard when you're moving to fist. So please take your time 
know it's hard to forget your past But give me your heart, I'll be the best you've ever had Thank you, man. Yeah, man. Thank you. Dude, that was amazing. Killer. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Killer. You beat the crap out of your strings. <laughs> like, I mean, seriously. You hit your strings harder than I think I hit my drums. It's, it's great, too. I'm sitting over here geeking out on your right hand. Like, yeah. you do so much just straight downstroke, 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 downstroke. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Then I'll watch you slip in all this alternate picking. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just geeking out on your right yeah. hand for yeah, the past yeah, five dude, minutes. Right? Like, man, yeah. oh, wow, look at how he goes after that. Oh, neat, yeah. dude. Yeah. It's not often that someone's staring at your right it's, hand. It's, it's my My right hand's had lots of practice, bro. Mine, too. It's had lots and lots of practice. That was cool. That was an AM guitar clinic, man. I was just that was great. I was completely enthralled, bro. Thank you. Down, Fantastic. Down, downstroke is my specialty. <laughs> that could have been the name of the record yeah, right there. That's right. Downstroke <laughs> is my specialty. That's the hidden track. That's a whole new All the ladies party. love it. <laughs> that, that would be a weirdest right? listening party ever. I don't know. I might still watch that video if the songs are good. Oh man. <laughs> no. So what's been what's I mean the experience right now of just having a major label that wants to be involved with you yeah. and, and 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 I mean has how do you keep your head on straight you while know, all this is going on because for the longest time I mean when we had John last time just grinding it out just 
you know, doing what you can, playing as many shows as you can, and now here's that moment where people are paying attention. Does that trip you out? It doesn't. Actually, it's it's funny because you 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 know you got that fake it till you make it thing going on, you know, mm-hmm. and you fake it till you make it, and once you start making it, you can you actually relax, <laughs> and you you really do. It's really interesting because you, 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 at first you're like. You, you know, you're getting there. You know you're getting there. But mm-hmm. in order for you to get there, you have to maintain this belief that you are going to be there. So you're sticking your chest out, sticking your neck out, like trying to make it seem like you're already there. And it's like almost like harder work to try to be there. And then once you start, it starts happening, you kind of step back and you go, huh. wow. Well, here we are, and, and you just get to work, and you, and you, you get comfortable in that, and you, you just sail. Now you just cruise, you know. But it, it takes it's that climbing; like it takes a minute to get there. It's like working out, you know. When you start working out, like it's like it's hard at first. It's hard at first, and you get over that like like one month hump, and you start getting in this kind of groove where you just kind of float away, you know. And that's how I feel right now, where everything's kind of lining up. I'm kind of floating with it, and I'm still it's still learning as you go because you don't I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Obviously, like I know what I'm doing, but I'm like I'm the artist. Like I'm not supposed to know all the business stuff that the people around me know. It's a matter of just like following your heart and making the right moves and making sure you get there, you know, and, and, and do it in the way that, that resonates with you, you know? So I, I feel more, um, I guess into my role now, like more settled into my role now than I, I ever have, you know? Nice. So it, it feels really good right now. Yeah. And I mean, since the last time, I mean, you have a, a whole new lineup. I mean, Aaron yeah. Jones in the way is a whole different way. It's a whole different band. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole different way. That's so, that's so true. It's a, but it's a, it's honestly the best I've had, the best combination of people I've had. Man. That's we, saying a lot. Cause you had, I mean, a phenomenal rhythm section whew. before, and from other, the, I haven't had a chance to see you with the new version, but from I watched the videos and the live videos, and it just sounds killer. You got to come out to the live show, man. It's February eleventh, man, a, at the yeah, Crocodile. Let's right. do this. That's right. It's a, so it's such a different show, man. Um, you know, I think before I had a really good combination of people, but they really didn't know where I was trying. I mean, they knew where I was trying to come from, but they couldn't. They couldn't really bring out the music I was really trying to go for. And my music is a bunch of different things at once. I, I didn't, I don't want to just play rock and then, and then, then blues and then all this. Stuff. It's like, it's all the stuff at one time. You got to incorporate hip hop and sometimes you're metal. And sometimes, you know, you're, you're just classic blues. And sometimes you're like classic rock. And sometimes you're, you're like indie pop. And sometimes you're like all these things, but you got to be able to translate all that at once. So I got a, a son Karimi on the drums. He's a, he's a Berkeley graduate. So he, he, he knows like exactly where I'm trying to come from. Mm-hmm. Playing with a cat named Bob Lovelace, who is a Seattle veteran on the bass, man. He's been around for a long time. He teaches music and he knows how to how to how to just like lay it down better than anybody I, I know on the base and he's a showman which is awesome you know so i've got a great combination of cats that, that i'm working with right now and more than anything it's like it's really important that everybody trusts you in the direction that you're going to so i feel like i got a really good crew together right now that's awesome and yeah. again uh again saturday february 11th over at the crocodile and uh, the crocodile.com you can get information or aj in the way.com mm-hmm. uh audio paint job do you have an idea of when you're going to put it out or? oh yeah june 2nd man is the release oh yes nice. yes so we got, I got that's i'm announcing that today june 2nd is, is the release of, of my next album audio paint job and it'll be released through senyata records wow yeah man oh, good for you man. Right, thank that's you so thank awesome. you man do you, would you be up for playing one more song yeah sure man this uh, is a, this is one off the album okay what is it called it's called emily nice of old cause they ain't ever coming back and you're the one that walked away so baby why are you so mad why won't you let me be Emily 
I don't know who this Emily pitch is, but I'm ready to pick her out. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Once again, Aaron Jones. There's Aaron Jones in the way. Saturday, February 11th at the Crocodile. Also, I'll uh, get tickets at thecrocodile.com. More information, ajandtheway.com. And be on the lookout for our audio paint job, which is coming out in June. June 2nd. And, That's right. Uh, man, congratulations thank on you guys. all the success that you're having. Thank you, thank you. Well deserved. I have also my uh, my first, I'm not sure, when is this airing again? Uh, later on today. Today, okay, yeah. cool, awesome. So uh, my first major liberal release comes out this Friday. Uh, the song entitled uh, uh, Love is the Answer. You mm-hmm. can pick it up. Just, just kind of a reflection of these times. Definitely doesn't really belong on this radio station. But if you are a person right now who feels like uh, we, we need a little more love in, in, in this time period, it might be a song that interests you. That's available right now on iTunes. You can pick it up for pre-sale. Do I dare put you on the spot and give us a taste of that song? Oh, could you? Oh, man. I, I probably could. I mean... <laughs> Last time I put you on the spot. <laughs> See how he is, uh, man? I'm I a could, dick I, like that. I could try it, man. Yeah, you can even do a piece of it. You I don't have to try give it, him man. a taste. Yeah. 
that you and I can't get along, but I disagree. Cause after all, when darkness falls, what do we have except you and me? The people on the news, they say that you and I, we can't stop the fighting. So what is the answer? What is the answer? I say love Love is the answer I say love Love is the answer We are to blame the universe our name Love is the way Love will find a way Just take your time Clear your mind I say love Love is the answer I say love Love is the answer Sample. <laughs> Dude, that is awesome. That came off really so well. Man. He's like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work. And he like, gets like, into it. Like, it's working real good. Yeah, right? I'm ready to download Kill that damn right. song yeah. today. It's, a, it's out, man. It's, it's going to be, it's, on, it's up for pre sale right now. Um, it's just one of those songs, man. You know, I, I kind of realized, and this happened a while ago when I was recording the album, dude. I was just coming off a mushroom trip. Sorry, mom. <laughs> 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 but it was a, it was such an you know how it is when you take mushrooms, you guys. You know how it is when you take mushrooms. Yep. And you're just like you're kind of just like you, you, there's a point where you're just like loopy, and then you hit that that like that, that peak where you're like, me and God are one. <laughs> right, <laughs> you right. Know? Yeah, we're down. We're, so, we're Facebook oh, right, friends, right? Now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm coming off this trip, and and it's like and uh, but and um, what was going on was uh, I think it was. Um, I want to. I, I don't remember which case it was. It was one of these these, these cases where the cops had shot some some black cat, you know, on the East Coast or South or something like that. And yeah. I forget which one it was. There's been so many of them, but I remember there's this march going down the street, and I'm coming down off mushrooms, looking out the window, and I go, "Man, this is crazy." And I call Barrett, and I go, "Barrett, I, I think I have a chance, you know, because my music, I'm, I'm 
obviously black who and I play rock, you know, and I play a style of music that doesn't just have a color to it or a, a genre or demographic to it. I can, I can appeal to everyone. Mm-hmm. And that's like a tremendous power. And, and with that, if you can infuse that with words um, of, that can bring people together, make people just think a little bit harder about, about what our existence is, as opposed to looking at ourselves from a, a standpoint of skin color or individuality. We look and we say, we, we are the children of the earth. We are the molecules. We are the atoms. We are the particles that come from the earth. And the, the earth comes from the sun. And the sun comes from the universe. So quite frankly, we're this universe that contemplates itself, right? If we start thinking on those terms and we start to realize that, that everything is just a different degree of energy and we don't need to be fighting each other all along. We're just fighting ourselves the whole time. The whole time. Like, think about that. If you are just a made of the, the universe itself, your conscious mind is, is, is a product of the universe itself. You are the universe that contemplates itself and whatever you're putting out, you get back, right? I mean, yeah. even the listeners right now, they have to trust their senses to hear what I'm saying to them. That means, and their senses are just electronic signals that are being sent to their brain. All this is is a thought. It's a figment of their imagination that they had to create for themselves. We are inside of you right exactly, now. Exactly, right? <laughs> I'm inside your head. This is just a voice. Yeah, brother. I've been there Slap in the into a Slim Jim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you're right, though. And it always boggles my mind, when, especially with the, all the, the crap that we see and, and, and like you brought up. And it's like, I just don't know... I've never hated somebody be- without knowing them. That's and I don't crazy. really hate anybody that I know. Like, I dislike some you people. You dislike them. But I've never right. had that in me. And, and thank God my parents brought me up right. And, and, and I never had to have that experience of being taught a certain way to dislike someone because of whatever their religion is, whatever, whatever their color is. But it, 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 to this day, still makes my brain hurt that there are people that just completely dismiss somebody because of what they look like or, yeah. or what they believe in. And I'm like, no, I kind of want to talk to somebody first before I make up an opinion. Right. I don't know. Maybe that's crazy. But well, And even then, regardless of what your beliefs are or what it is you pursue, uh, okay. Yeah. Right. Hey. Oh, right. Have a nice day, man. In that's- fact... Yo, you hate everything I stand for? Cool, man. Can I help you change your tire or what? Right, dude. I mean, isn't <laughs> yeah. that the be. way we're supposed that's to be? That's how we're supposed to be. Yeah, this is what, that's what America's about, Just bro. Just relax. I've, always, I'm, yeah. I've honestly never been so proud to be an American till, till, till recently because, you know, Donald Trump being president and whatnot, and God bless Donald Trump, man, honestly, I, I don't have anything necessarily against him. He may have his own views and stuff, and he just so happens to be in the most powerful position <laughs> in the world to kind of institute those views. So and I can understand a lot of the, the, the nervousness and the kind of the fear that goes on. I really understand. I can empathize with that. All we can do is be hopeful. That's, that's what I'm saying. We All we can do is be hopeful, but but it, it takes one to stand up against millions, dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're, you're one against millions and all we have to do, all we have to do is just say, like, this is not us. It's not us. This country is, is I take pride in this country. We are a country of immigrants. No one, no one owned this land. Even, I mean, who took the, like, the Native Americans even say, they go, this is our land before it was your land. Well, who did you take the land from, dog? You know, whose land is it really, man? <laughs> we took Who's, it from the antelope right. and they didn't complain. They, did, they didn't complain, right? <laughs> whose land was before that? You it's know? the freaking dinosaurs, but they're not yeah. here with us anymore. Right. Right, and it's nobody's, it's nobody's right. land, and none of us, all of us were just born into the situation that we're born into, That's and right. so all this other stuff is just crap, and as long as, yeah. as elites keep us fighting at, at, and at odds with each other, we're not going to be able to get together and do what we got to do just to make sure that we keep moving forward. This country is, a, is an amazing country. I've been all over the, the, this country, and I've, I've met people that have very, very conservative um, and straight-up racist views before, but you know, there's always a common ground that you can find to speak on. Yeah, to speak sure. on and, and that the fact that that common ground exists man that means there's, there, there's something inside of all of us that connects us all man and all we gotta do is, is just not, not react we don't we gotta stop reacting oh, somebody comes time. and stop reacting and, and just act. social media triggers so oh, much oh, pure God. reaction because no one has to look each other in the eye right. I mean I talked about this on this cast more than once which is basically just for me, America is my neighbor. For me, America is my willingness to take a bullet for the stranger down the exactly, street. Man. Um, and that's that's what it's supposed to be all about. And that's what I'm proud of. And that's what I'm trying to defend. As far as our politicians and our governments, and there's so much money and influence involved, I don't even know how to tackle that. 
but um, vote. <laughs> well, yeah, and I did, and I did, yeah. and I can only do what I can do. But I will stand up for the person down the street, and most importantly, if that person. I don't agree with them. Mm-hmm. That's the most important time to to stand behind Absolutely. them. And you know that all comes back to the message of love, man, yeah, which is that's really it. and that's something I think we can all be proud of if we can find that as a culture. And you you know, yeah, we're all immigrants, man. We're yeah. all, all immigrants, immigrants, man. man. All, and, you yeah. know, um And love is something that's capable. We're all capable of being able to pull yeah. that off. I'm not capable of playing the guitar, right. but I am capable of loving you. <laughs> right. you know I mean? That's like, it, man. I'm not capable of yeah. running a country. Some you aren't too, either. Dog. But, <laughs> I mean, but we're all capable of, of being able to just show people love and compassion. And you've said one word that always sticks with me is, is empathy. Yeah. I think that's all. If we could be empathetic towards everybody's crap that they're dealing with, this I mean, I know that we're only we're only a few people in this room, but yeah, I mean, everything starts small, man. That's what, and my, I don't think that our culture was ready for what social media unleashed. Because no. now everyone has an opinion, and everyone hears that opinion, but no one has sense enough not to be so reactionary regarding don't that react. opinion. <laughs> or even yeah. if you disagree, be like, "Hey, I disagree," and then the person that says that should be like, "Hey, man, and that's your right. You want to go get lunch? Right? That's <laughs> the way it should be." <laughs> you um, you want to smoke a J? So you down to smoke? We're not. Smoke that J. Just about Emily. Down with this J dog. Yeah, don't share with Emily, but uh, you but can't have none. My hope is that, and you know, I don't know what these time frames would be, but I, my hope, I don't think we were ready as a culture for what social media unleashed on us, which is everyone's opinions with no repercussion. Right? right? You don't have to look anyone in the eye or own it when right, you. Um, but I'm hoping that in time. Because of all, we can really hear each other now. Maybe this will eventually reach understanding and. Well, I've said this you before, know. man. Like, like I think, I mean, a lot of people are freaking out right now because of like, what's going to happen? I, I think we're actually going into some of the best times we've ever experienced in, in, in our lifetimes, man. Honestly, I mean, like, it's like this, man. If if I'm a person that prides myself on being honest, and I'm obviously telling a lie, and someone comes and goes, "Hey, that's a, that's a lie you're telling." And, and my reaction is like, I'm not a liar. I freak out. Like, that doesn't make any sense, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm friending I, you. I don't yeah. want to be a liar. I'm not trying to be. I'm trying to hope myself to be the honest person. So I should be more open to listening to you and yeah. uncovering what, what, makes I, you think that? what I am to, yeah. to be a liar, yeah. you know? So in, in our society, like, we we obviously see what's going on at the top. And I think a lot of people see what's going on, especially people that voted for Trump. Now they're going, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh. What do we what what, what do we vote for? We don't mm-hmm. really know what's even going on. No one, no one knows what's happening. And, and it seems to be pretty, it's it's nerve. I mean, you see some of the moves that are happening. They, they are obviously nerve-wracking, you know? But in order for us to, to to move on and be the, the kind of society that we want to be, which is a society that, that, is, that does tolerate other people's differences, that is open to allowing people to be who they are no matter what, and having love for each other no matter what, and because of our different backgrounds and everything like that, we have to uncover the BS that is under the rock, man. And right now we're just uncovering the last bit of BS that's under the rock. This is the last bit of and this A lot era. of people refuse to even acknowledge the rock. Oh, yeah, I know. So, And I, I think that's what I'm saying with time frames. I think it's, it's going to become a generational yeah. thing. Yep. Whereas these generations come and grow several generations down the road, a lot of these feelings that are... Uh, expired feelings man these yeah. are obsolete feelings and opinions that have been carried on by those who maybe are now in power or those who have the money enough to be influential as those people fade the generations that replace them i'm hoping that journey will lead because you know your group of peers that you and i are surrounded by and then even those 10 20 15 you know years below us yeah. completely different belief system yep. completely different social concepts and if nothing else my hope is that time will 
make the necessary changes. I've always felt that just when when good people hit their breaking point, that's when some incredible crap. That's happens. what I'm saying. You know what this I mean? What I, this is what I. Yeah. I that's the, and that's exactly kind of what you're. Point. And that's exactly what made me think point. about that. Yeah. This is it's, like it's like it's obviously it's like and then what's funny is you talk to anybody, everyone knows what's going on. And we used to talk about a shadow government or whatever. Every we look at it, and we go, oh, there it is, right there in front of our faces. The shadow government is just money, man. It's just the corporate elites that are trying to run stuff, you know. And it's like, you know, when you when you look at that and you you, you see that and you go you go, that's not what I want to be. I don't want that for myself. I don't want that for my children. I want that for my neighbor. Okay. When you push people too far, they push back. Mm-hmm. They push back hard. And and there we you know I, I come from the millennial generation. This is the biggest generation that's ever walked the planet. You push us too far, we're going to push back. There's a boiling you know, point we're coming. Gonna pu- we're going to push back. Yeah. And not only that, we are also the smartest generation to walk the planet Ooh. because of the internet. We are more informed than, right. than any other generation. More connected. Us, more connected. So we, we care about each other more than any other generation. So I, you, you can definitely see the fear that's going on. The fear sits that out there on Capitol Hill right now. They're afraid that my generation right now is coming together and we don't we don't care to fight. I don't care what you look like. I don't care what you sound like. I don't care where you come from. Cool, man. You're a conservative Christian, doc. More, more power to yeah. you, man. You're Muslim. More power to you, man. You, you, you're right. you're whatever. I'm not going to set your hair on fire right. because you're, you're a, a ex-supporter, which I just saw in the news. Right. I'm like, look at all the, peaceful, all the peaceful <laughs> protests we just had. Look at all the gathering of women and peaceful protests, man. Of all time. It's <laughs> all good. And look at the numbers. And my mother, my sister, and my niece marched down in D.C. And I mean, you look at the numbers and it's everything you're saying is reflected in what you're seeing when you look out your window or turn on your television. It's like, well, here's, you know, 70,000 people got together to make sure their voice was heard. And, you know, hopefully those will be the tides of change, man. I you hope know? so, too, man. And I, and I hope people will start to realize that the media isn't like the, there's this conspiracy going conspiracy theory going on. The media is trying to feed us just garbage and crap to make us think a certain way. While while these things aren't necessarily untrue, you can't just go around think conspiracy conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theories are just true because conspiracy theories, there's no end to them. There's no proof. There's no mm-hmm. tangible proof. There never will be. They're just going to keep going on and on and on. And I think what's going on is the media is actually doing their job and they're reporting exactly what they're supposed to be doing because we're being told that we should not listen to them because they're full of liars and crooks and all that stuff. We're being swayed away from that. The media is doing their job right now. They're saying, look, this is what's happening. This is actually what's happening right now in your backyard. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is what's going on. We're not trying to tell you this just to make a story out of it. We're telling you oh, that's not you true. No, right? <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. not true. You're right. No, You're right. that's not true. Oh, well, no, but right. that's, that's, no, I know what you mean. Yeah. Those are many of the voices. Exactly. That, well, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. No, <laughs> they're telling is, you it's true. They're telling the, you it's Here's the document. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, no, no. That's no, right. Alternative uh, facts. The alternative facts. The, <laughs> the shadow government wants me well, to think that. But you know. said something really sharp, which was what you put out into the universe is what you'll get back yep. from it. So if you believe the media is feeding you lies, then you need to just turn your head to that which is feeding you the truth? Well, depending on your media source, right. right? But what I'm saying is it's up to you to empower yourself to mm-hmm. create what it is you want your life to be right. and what you want your country to be. Yeah. I mean, you said that in as many words not even 10 minutes ago. Right. It's right on point, man. It's right on point. Man, and honestly, the truth is, is and, and one thing I've done recently, I made a point to do, is educate myself on what the government actually does. <laughs> okay? Because there's a lot of people in the, in the country. Our country has so much money. We're such a free country that we, you could spend your whole life not even researching a single thing and be just fine, you know? But it's important to know what <laughs> so long as there's Netflix I'm good to see me raise my hand I have had this conversation recently where Dig I it. said look you know I am what they want mm-hmm. I am the apath- they is such a vague and bizarre we could go for two hours on yeah, that man. word yeah, right. but I got to a point in my life where I went look most of the people that try to affect change sacrifice their own lives for that change mm-hmm. 
and I want to write and record music. I want to be with my wife. I want to be with my friends. I'm going to keep my head down. I'm going to keep my mouth shut, and I'm going to try and get my little piece before I check out. Because I guarantee you that's See? coming. I promise you that's coming. Yeah. So, but I am exactly what those in in power that want just shut up, take your taxes, and and pay me, and just shut up and pay me. I'm one of them. Right. You know, and I, I don't, I could be out there thumping my chest and speaking publicly, but I don't want to sacrifice my life to that. I'm exactly what they want. I'm after what I want. Right. And I do care about my neighbor and I care about my friend and I all help the total stranger and often do because I'm a good person. But as far as trying to affect real serious cultural change that needs to occur in this country, I'm not going to be the first one in line to do that because I... I want what I want. You see, and that's what I, I think. You know, I think that's a I problem, that's, that's but I'm they, owning it. I'm owning it. I actually you know? think that's what elites what don't want, is you putting your head down and, and affecting change in a positive way from where you're at, man. Because as long as you're on their radar, they know, they know what to keep control of. You stay off the radar and you keep yeah. affecting change and your little piece of change. Well, I help dude, my neighbor. I help my goes, friends. I go the extra mile for that, total strangers. That goes a long way. That means I think that means mm-hmm. a lot more than, than, than just speaking that's out. That's good to hear you, know, you say that, because there's especially in these times, there's a part of me that's like, man, I should... Stand up, and I don't want to end up in the crosshairs. If everybody, if everyone, if everyone you know? does what you do, though, just like, just takes a little piece and does right by everybody else, man, that's that's affecting a huge amount of change, man. Yeah. And without without involving yourself in in the, the politics of it all and the media and all that stuff, because like that's a that's a wash, man. Nobody knows any true information anymore because there's so many so much crap out there. Uh, and and this is the whole point of even the, the song that I'm releasing on Friday. It's all you really have to do is take your piece and do the best you can within your piece. And everyone takes if if how many billions of people is it eight. That's Right. people in the world right. or something Close like that. that yeah. If eight billion people in the world just take their little piece and they and they put out good in that little piece, dude, that's how you affect change. That's how you affect change right there. It's not it's not necessarily standing at the pinnacle or standing at the top of the mountain saying, Follow me, we're gonna we're gonna revolutionize against these people. A revolution starts at home. A revolution mm-hmm. starts with just three people. Those three people affect these three people, those people go to affect other people. We're all connected consciously, we're all connected spiritually, we're all connected physically. All it takes is just a second just to just to do something nice for your neighbor. That's it. That's affecting change. Because as long as we fight, man, as long as we fight, we remain weak. We get to we come together and we stay strong. Yeah. And no one can do anything to us, man. That's killer, Affect man. Change, Beautifully man. put, man. Yeah. Beautifully and put. So the next time we have you in, we'll be in a, a campsite and we'll just do a bunch of mushrooms. Mushrooms and we'll, and talk about it. And we'll figure <laughs> out how to fix the world. Oh, God said this to me in the you mushroom You guys trance. will have these great revelations and then someone will be like, how are we going to get Glenn out of that tree? <laughs> right. why, why is the rab dancing in the fire pit? Rab, it's burning you. He's been up there for three hours gnawing on that tree, man, and I don't know how we're going to get him down. Aaron's been throwing stuff at him for 20 minutes. <laughs> Bro, come down. <laughs> hey, we got to get you in before the new record does Please, come out. Please, yes. I'll, sure. I'll be back again for sure, we'll, man. We'll have to preview some of the songs off of the record as well. Aaron Jones in the way Saturday, February 11th at The Crocodile. Thecrocodile.com. Get tickets. An audio paint job will be coming out in June. Also be on the lookout this Friday for the new song. I also want to uh, just just mention that I, I've teamed up with uh, a, an organization called One America, and I've teamed up with the United Way of King County uh, to make this into a, a fundraiser. So I want, I want everybody to know that these are two organizations that I, I think really represent. Oh, that's killer, man. What, I, what I'm what I'm trying to bring about, and One America uh, is an organization which is formerly Hate Free America, and they're an organization that is brings about change through legislation and, and community. Uh, and so I want everybody to know that that I'm I'm working with these companies right now. And if you're a person out there that believes that that it, all it takes is that little piece, like what I just talked about, just to Give that little piece of yourself and to, to, to do right. Come to this show. You know the proceeds from this show will, will, will nice. go to help, will help help these organizations to continue to affect change locally and, and around our state. So I want everybody to know that. Right right on, that's man. killer, man. Right on. It's good, good on you. And uh, so February 11th over at the Crocodile. Uh, all right. Well, uh, thank you. Thank right, you so you much guys. for joining thank us. You, thank right. you. Thank you. Let's do our voicemails, emails, and our text messages. Time is good. 
lot of fun oh yeah man That's yeah killer. absolutely phenomenal killer. i just love how he's like i don't know if i could do that song and then it just works nailed it out. And i'm like oh my god i'm in love with this song already like, yeah. i want to download it right now that was great um, yeah definitely we got a lot of emails and voicemails and text messages so we're just gonna try and power through something we still got to go over the description the description change do we want to jump right into that I now thought it, yeah, maybe I, so yeah. because we'll forget again well as Aaron, Aaron was you started out talking about your friend yes. and then as Aaron was talking about all the things he was talking about it literally echoed in my head that in the background if you look it up, it's like stupid mud flap morons, and I'm like listening to you talk and listening to Aaron talk, and I'm like, man, I hope we can this get to that description today because wow, Let's jump this right is into horrific. That. You're right, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> I was really thinking about it. Yeah, it's a heartfelt moment, and we're just a bunch of ignorant idiots. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is what, what makes, makes them funny, right? <laughs> no, there's other stuff that makes us funny. Sometimes we're not even funny. Sometimes we just yeah. wear our hearts on our sleeves. Yeah, that and might sometimes be. Sometimes we right talk there. about ridiculous stuff, but that's entertaining, right? Yeah. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. I, so I, I'm I actually so. excited about this. <laughs> I hope so too. I have not, I have not looked at these. I just oh, once I, all right. once oh my I, goodness. Okay, I looked at them just enough to know that it was a description. So I put them aside from the other emails that we've gotten, the text <laughs> messages. So again, people sent us messages at themigscast at gmail com. So we'll just jump right into it. We're gonna find the new description for the mix cast mud flaps the mud flaps <laughs> the mud flap cast. <laughs> all right, uh, this is from Jason in Arlington. He says. Some of them are long. I, we did say, hey, two, three sentences. We might have to pare them down. Yeah, That's we, fine. We might pick and choose our favorite part. So if there's certain parts that you like, let's just kind of put it to the side. <laughs> Can we just do the mixed cast is ellipsis and then list our names? Phantom show. The mixed cast is a wrestling podcast that's hosted by Steve Miggs, Glenn Cannon, and the Reverend Fuego. However, it has little to do with pro wrestling and has much more to do with life wrestling. Whoa. Sounds kind of cool. We're wrestling with our lives. The crew has candid takes on topical and cultural issues that surround us every day while sharing personal and comical stories along the way. I like that bit. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to mark that part. So, okay. Well, and it's one of those things if, if you. If you were to put you have the a highlighter f- over there, uh, uh, yeah, sorry, we it's a lot easier to highlight. Get him with the pink a, one. We have an orange and a pink. Oh, we go choose. Pink. We go pink. I mean, it's a lot easier <laughs> than trying to highlight with a sharpie. When choose. Go for the pink. Go for Always. the pink. Always. Yep. <laughs> Never the stank. <laughs> wow. But that's what I was going to say. Like The first sentence is a wrestling podcast. Yeah. That's how he starts it. Well, not really. It's no. one of the things we talk about, which is cool, but... I mean, and that was the initial thing. That's kind of like the joke is that originally when I was coming up with the idea of doing the Migscast, I'm like, oh, we'll do it as like a wrestling podcast. Mind you, everyone on the podcast, well, the Rev likes old school wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Nobody else liked wrestling. So I'm like, well, this is going to be really weird. <laughs> I haven't followed wrestling since maybe like the early 2000s. So he's like talking about people. I, I'm like, so, uh, yeah. So it went out the window right away. When so, I was yeah. a little kid, I watched a little bit. Like, yeah. I, I remember Snooka and the Hulkster. And he just died. Oh, gosh, yeah, yeah, I heard that. That was a weird thing, not to go off on a time. <laughs> Let's talk about wrestling. <laughs> Jimmy Snuka passes away, and here's the weird thing. Jimmy Snuka, up until the moment he died, has been, uh, uh, allegedly, uh, he was not in any kind of mental state to stand trial, which is why it never got determined. Whoa. He was up for murder charges because he allegedly murdered his traveling girlfriend. He's married, but you know how some of these guys have... She got on a plane in Atlanta and didn't get off in New York. Right, kind of thing. yeah. Get rolling. <laughs> well, and here's the story, at least if it's true... So he 
He apparently murdered her. This case has been going on forever. Eventually got, they determined out, okay, we don't have enough evidence or whatever. So it got thrown away and and life went on, right? He wrote a book and his book, he detailed that moment in his life different than when he was being interrogated by the police. So then through interviews, somehow it got back to the police that he's been talking about it. They went and checked the book out. And I might be screwing up some of the details, but this is pretty much the That's story. That's what I heard as well, right. too. That's what I read. So so they're like, wait a minute. He's talking about this, and it, has, it, does, not, it does not fall in line with what he told us. So yeah. they reopened the case. Well, he, at that time, was old, and they said that he had dementia kicked in, so he didn't know where he is, who he is. And so they just kind of like, well, we don't know what to do. He's not fit to stand trial. And then he just died, right? Far out. Super weird. Yeah. So now it's this weird conundrum for wrestling fans and for the WWE because when he passed away, like typically when someone dies in the world of wrestling, they start off the show in memory of him. And then if it's somebody that was like, you know, had a a major impact, they do like this nice montage piece. Meanwhile, he might be a murderer, so they can't really do that. And they've been burned in the past with this. Because they did a whole tribute to Chris Benoit when they thought that he was murdered. It turns out it was a murder-suicide, and he was the guy who did all that stuff. Oh, So it was like, we just just did a (laughs) two-hour retrospective, (laughs) and then hours after they did the retrospective, it came out that he was not a good person, and some mental stuff because of wrestling and concussions, allegedly, and... So now they did the piece, like a three-minute piece about Snooker, because he technically has not been found guilty, and he never will because he's dead. But there's people that are like, I don't feel comfortable about this. I'm just this. imagining the whole title's like, we hope this is cool. Right, Drum right, roll. Yeah. Right. Jimmy, Superfly Snooker. Yeah. So now there's, like, there's people talking like, oh, well, did they do it because to keep his family? Because, you know, wrestling family, especially like in the world of like the, the, the Hawaiian, Samoan, it seems like they're super all related. And so, so Snooker has some ties to The Rock. Of course, the WWE always wants to keep The Rock happy. The Rock is devastated about this. So some people believe that had something to do with the tribute is to... So there's a lot of weird things, like, and I'm torn as a fan because, and, and a lot of people, like our our listeners and people that know me, are like, "Dude, bummer about Snuka," and I'm like, "I am not writing rest in peace because if I don't, th- from what I'm, it sounds like, and I'm no no lawyer, no judge, no police officer, but it sounds like the the guy was guilty, and I, and that's just my opinion. I don't feel comfortable memorializing a guy that killed somebody. It yeah. just doesn't fit. It doesn't. My sit apologies right. to the family of so and so. Right, and that's all but, you can. Uh, peace yeah. out, uh, Snooker. Right, like yeah. I'm not going to rest in peace. No, if you're a piece of crap and you killed somebody, I don't want you to rest in peace. I want you to live a horrible life in the afterlife. <laughs> that's just my opinion. <laughs> but then there's no way to articulate that without sounding like kind of crass. Right. So all I've been saying is <laughs> ten foot pole, man. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What I'm are my, your thoughts? Well, I wanted to. And all I say is, <laughs> real bummer for his family. I feel terrible for his family. There you go. And that's all you can. That's say. neutral. That's not. That's neutral. That's well played. Um, so then he goes. Uh, their attitude is contagious as they preach the show's safe, stay positive mantra. Also, I like, I that. like that as I like well. That, yeah. All right, we'll keep that in the mix as well. Um, Highlight in pink. That's right. It's pinked. Uh, anyhow, you guys uh, know I love you. I think more than this, but I was keeping it short and sweet. Really appreciate that. Thank you, dude. Have a wonderful week and stay positive. P.S. What the F is the deal with beating me nine to eight for those Green Day tickets? <laughs> oh! Sorry, Jason. Jason, if I would have known it was you. Dream crusher. I would have still tried to beat you. <laughs> right? Keep the integrity of the game. All right, next one's from a guy named uh, Adam. And he says, The Mixcast is your weekly audio tour of the latest and greatest stories and highlights. Hijinks of the lives of three Seattle dudes jumbled lives on and off the air. 
host Steve Miggs, the Reverend Fuego and windowpane frontman Glenn Cannon touch upon current events, reminisce on moments from the past, and provide amusement entertainment for the masses while always keeping a flavor of the music industry in mind. Hmm. Guests appearing on the podcast range from worldwide rock musicians to WWE superstars to internet cam girls and strippers. Yeah! I'm, I'm kind of liking all this. I mean, it's it's kind of long, but... I'm keeping the whole thing. Yeah, I'm yeah, kind of into a good that, one, too. You know? Four lines. If you have to click see more, I'm cool with that. Yeah. You know? I'm see a, more. The mix cast is see more. Oh, and he continues. These guys <laughs> want you to enjoy life to the next level and always remind you to live by their motto of staying positive. Ah, thank you. All right, so we'll keep that. You know what I think? And uh, maybe I'm speaking out of turn, and sorry to throw this on your lap, Glenn. When we finish this, I might give these to you since, I mean, you and are- And I'll edit it together? Yeah, because, I mean, okay. you're- you're a songwriter. I'm the guy that brought it up. That's what it is. <laughs> you brought it up, man. You fix it. I honestly think that, and I think you'll do a better job than Editor, me. please. So, yeah, give me, uh, well, I'll take the pink highlight papers home and- And do what you will with it. Yeah. And make it magical. Throw it against the wall, figure it out. Exactly. All right, this one's from uh, Jose. Jose says, a podcast for Titanic douches by Titanic douches. Hosted by three <laughs> buds, the infamous Steve Mix. Well, infamous is negative. I don't like that. Well, and and we've been called douches twice. This is almost back to where we it started. Gets back to yeah. the mud flaps. Aaron's talking about peace, love, and understanding. You're talking about mental illness, and here's some douchebags to Douche. talk about. Right, huh. and that's like a fun inside thing on our podcast. But I yeah. think on the surface, yeah. like I always stay away from. I, I love that we jokingly refer to ourselves as Titanic douches because it was an insult that we embraced. I love that mentality of, hey, take crap that's thrown at you and, and spin it so that they can't have it anymore. But I don't think that should be our our um, yeah. Our when when a stranger part. finds us on Google, I'm not right. sure Titanic douche is the best way to hundred percent on board. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. You know what, Jose? Oh, I'm kidding. Kidding, yeah, uh, but that thank you. He also says, uh, by uh, Steve Miggs, Reverend Fuego, and rock star Glenn Cannon. No, uh, thanks, man, helping everybody to rock stay star. positive, right? Uh, thanks, man. Uh, He's like, You shot down my concept, rock star. We love you, Jose. <laughs> uh, then our buddy, uh, Kyler recently was leaving some voicemails. Remember, he was, oh, uh, yeah, uh, the, uh, the dude that's gonna come to your next all ages, yeah, show. yeah, yeah. He sent us a fun one, but it, it, it's more like a promo for the podcast. It's like, uh, like it's like he basically scripted out. Uh, like a testimonial infomercial for the podcast. It's like, what is the Migs cast? To the average eye, it's just a bunch of ignorant idiots. But if you look deeper than that, you can clearly see they are titanic douches. These three guys will make you poop, will make poop jokes, oh, we'll and help you, you deal poop. with depression. Yeah, we'll also make you poop. We'll make you poop. We are the brown sound, after all. Uh, if you're a grown adult who still laughs at the word dong, this podcast is for you. That's actually a good line right there. Are you dealing with personal issues and want advice on how to improve your life? This podcast is for you. Here's a real life testimonial and then it'll be where do i go for personal reflection and inspiring life lessons my family they wouldn't understand friends they wouldn't take me seriously i choose to go to three 40 year old men who i've never met that podcast every tuesday hey 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 i'm 37 thank you they really 37 is the new 40 <laughs> yeah it is it really is and that'll be, meet steve the energetic enthusiastic host that was selfish enough to name the podcast after himself <laughs> This is like a fun, like literally like an infomercial. Right, like yeah. it cuts to you in like straight black, and you're just sitting there standing. Steve, and then you hear the voice over like, "What?" I almost want to have someone produce. Like we should have Taz produce this. Uh, his borderline offensive jokes will make you cringe with laughter. Steve, audio. Meet Glenn. He's the lead singer of Rock Band. 
of a rock band. Of rock band. <laughs> he plays a plastic so guitar. They, they won't cut me any any coin from the, the proceeds of that game sale. They just have not hooked me up at all. <laughs> Instead of doing cool lead singer stuff, he chooses to spend his Tuesdays in a room with these douches. Glenn <laughs> Oh, wow. Meet the Rev. He's got a butt shaped like a pumpkin. God damn it. Man. He says, Rev, shut up. <laughs> or, God damn it. He knew you were going to say. Yeah. <laughs> They've also had access to do exclusive interviews. Here's Steve talking to Mike McCready of Pearl Jam. It's a play five second interview. I think it was more like three. <laughs> hey, what's up? Oh, Steve? it would have been better. Like here's Steve talking to Eddie Vedder. Cricket, cricket. <laughs> uh, ever wonder what the life of a stripper is like? Here's some audio of regular guest Red. A lot Just of bleeps. Red's bleeped interview. <laughs> yeah. Beep, beep, so beep. put down your neon wands and make sure to listen to the mix oh, cast God, every Tuesday. Coming. Stay oh, yeah, positive right. and suck it. That's hilarious. That's, that's great. Dude, that is, well seriously, that's a commercial right there. Yeah. Right, well, well I'll, I'll get with Taz and we'll have to get like Malcolm, our voice guy, and get oh, people. I think that'd be pretty funny. All right. Th- th- those Who are, was that? Who sent that one? That was Kyler. Kyler, you're amazing. Thank Kyler, you. you rock. And thanks. And so I'll give you the the ones that we got. Okay. And if you want to turn something magical into that, oh, let me make sure there's nothing else um, on the texts. Nope. Texts are, have nothing to do with that. Okay. Nice. Why don't we do a voicemail? Oh, uh, okay. While we're having some fun here, let's uh, check this out. <laughs> hey, Steve, Glenn, and Rev. Hi. This is my first time. Oh, no, God. Sorry. <laughs> it's first time. First hey, and last. Steve, Glenn, and Rev. This is my first time calling in your. Your line here, uh, diehard fan. Don't call back. <laughs> kidding, I'm kidding. Um, just a message for Glenn. Uh, I've been uh, listening to your albums, and I thought it'd be cool. Uh, I work at a body shop, so throw it on on the uh, the radio inside, and we uh, we put it on iHeartRadio. And you need to have a talk with them because sometimes they play songs that they think are related, and right after uh, after a couple of your songs, they decide to put on. Uh, Arms wide open by Creed. <laughs> and, uh, Limp Bizkit. Like Limp Bizkit the other day. <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny since you, uh, are not quite a fan of them. A window pane anyway, record. <laughs> just wanted to it's not hear okay. your uh, feedback on what you think about iHeartRadio and possibly, uh, it's big radio maybe, rock. Uh, rant a little bit because, uh, Creed <laughs> is probably one of my least favorite bands. Ever. <laughs> so there's my rant. Thank you. Thanks, brother. Stay positive, guys. Wow. The news today. Oh, it's not working on it. Yeah, it's not I coming heart, through that. iHeartRadio is not okay. <laughs> My legs fell open. Um, no, I, I, I get it, though, because in a completely static world, Creed is big radio rock and yeah. Windowpane is big radio rock. So, um, and I don't really, I don't really dislike Creed. I, I think Scott Stapp kind of got to a point where I was like, bro. He, um, and I like Alter Bridge. Yeah. yeah. Oh, here it is. There, there we go. go. Now it's working. Yeah. It's funny. I remember seeing, I went to go see Fuel on the Sunburn tour. Mm-hmm. Um, they had that song, I think it was Glimmer or Shimmer was big. Yep. And mm-hmm. and it was a cool, actually the Sunburn record was really cool. Fuel was a pretty badass band. I liked it. Yeah, and then um, this band no one had really heard of, Creed, was opening for them at the Moor. And I saw them live and I was like, man, these guys rock. Yep. And not long after that, my own prison started getting some airplay. Yep. And it was funny to me because the next time Fuel came back through town, I think they played the Moor again. 
Next time Creed came back to town, they were playing the key, and it was sold out. And I was there. I was like, wow, good for those guys. Because <laughs> literally, I was like, good for those guys. Yeah. Right on. Because honestly, when I saw them open for Fuel, they they threw down. It was dope. And you know, they always had, I don't know if it was that show at the key that they had Jerry Cantrell open. Oh, oh really? Wow. If I remember correctly. Because I've seen them, unfortunately, many times. I don't say unfortunately. How many times? I, like, I, you saw love them, it, you love it, I saw them off. with Seven Dust opening. Oh, that's cool. That's I, also, great. Seven Dust. Yeah. I also saw them op- uh, with uh, Local H opening. Like they. Oh, always, that's cool. That's right? cool. I like Local H as well. God, I haven't seen Local H in forever. Uh, Local H is one of the deep. It's just a two-piece band, and they just Creed, shred. Creed did that thing where. It, it was kind of like Nickelback. Like everyone was like, "Man, I really like this band." And then the band got bigger and bigger and bigger. And everyone was like, "Man, I really like this band." And the gang band got bigger and bigger and bigger. And people got to the point where they're like, "I am so sick of this band." It's and like, then the band got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then it was, "I hate everything about this which band." It wasn't their fault that radio well, was playing the crap out of their shop. Chad Kroger's lyrics are a little hard to take seriously. Um, that's my problem with sure. Nickelback. Because what was it? Silver Side Up was that the one with? Uh, this is how you remind me? Yes. Okay, so a buddy of mine so. ripped that for be me. Because I was like, man, I like that song. And he ripped it for me. And I started hearing those, drunk again, time to fight. And I'm like, bro, really? Yeah. Come on, man. Really? You're better than you this, You don't Kroger. have to write your lyrics with a crayon, my friend. <laughs> and, and, and that was my only, because I thought the songs, I was like, I like the way these albums sound. I love the riffs. I love the tunes. His lyrics. Like some people are like, I can't stand Rush because I can't stand Getty Lee's voice. Chad Kroger's lyrics, I could not listen to Nickelback. Creed, Scott Stapp's lyrics aren't bad. And a lot of people say they're a Christian band, but I think you can lay that implication at their feet. But I don't think any of these songs are overtly no, like I think it was me more, and Jesus. It was more of his We're Jesus Christ poses. Out. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I well, he had his it. arms wide open, yeah, man. He did. He did. You That's know. very true. Yeah. Uh, dude, I, I remember one, one of the concerts I saw. I'll never forget Creed. I always have a soft part in my heart. I remember I was like hanging out with this chick, Rachel. And we went to the Creed show. We finally got to make out while at the Creed show. What song? While, yeah. I don't remember that much. It wasn't Arms Wide Open? It probably was. The legs <laughs> fell open. Legs wide oh. open. My hand went up her skirt. So it's please don't bite your lip. This don't have to hurt. I spit on my finger. Whoa. And then I beep. <laughs> <laughs> legs fell open. That's one of my favorite things about Creed. It's like a pattern. Have a lot of dog reaction. Like I, I have a stiffy yeah. right now. I'm sorry, guys. You know, wow. think about, no, my I, I forgot. I should have remembered. Maybe next week I'll try and track it down. I don't even know if it exists on the internet anymore. Um, when I worked on it, I have the claim to fame that I was a part of the interview that got the bassist from Creed fired. Oh, is that when he like openly ripped on Pearl Jam? Yes. Oh, really? So, and then my understanding was the band was like, "Hey, we're not only really sorry he ran his mouth like that, but we fired him." Yeah, for, it was at the um, point where apparently like. He was already, kind of like, you know how bands are. I mean, you, you, we've all been, well, Rev, you not even been in a band, but you know what I was almost in a band once. All right, so he, Rev's kind of there. That counts. Couldn't play the drums, and they didn't want to teach me. Yeah. The end. What had a similar awful, experience. What awful bandmates. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, this guy was, I guess, already, like, on the verge of being booted, uh, the, the bassist at the time, who's now the bassist of Alter Bridge. Like, I've, I've, you know, like, bands, sometimes you just disagree, you kind of butt heads, and maybe you hit a breaking point. Well, he was... Like fishing, like somewhere in like the ocean, like random place, and the record label's like, we need you to do some interviews, and it's like, sure, whatever. And so he does an interview when I worked at the end on Andy Savage's show, and we're talking to him. And we ask him, hey, you know, what do you think about the comparisons between Eddie Vedder and Scott Stapp, your lead singer? And he goes on this tan- tangent and a rant about how Eddie Vedder can't hold a candle 
to Scott Stapp's voice. Mm. Oof. Right? So soon after that, MTV News picks up on this story. I remember course. it was a big news. It was, I, I mean, remember. this is back when MTV yeah. had MTV News. Remember they used the Megadeth peace cells. That's right. And soon after that, he gets kicked out of the band. Yeah. And now fast forward to a few months ago, I went and had lunch with my one of my old friends I used to work with at the end, uh, Kim Monroe, who's actually now on the other station, uh, the rock station, right? Mm-hmm. And we're hanging out, we're having lunch, and we're just BSing about stuff. And she's like, you remember that time? I'm like, yeah, of course I remember that time. You know, it's a lot of, it's like a high school reunion going back on some of our favorite memories. She's like, I've talked to him since. Because she's, I mentioned her. She's like, did you ever- did it get blown way out of proportion? Or no, it's funny. So like, she's like, even like, hey, did you talk to him at Pain in the Grass about this? I'm like, I don't want to bring it up. She's like, no, he has a good, he's got, a, he's a good guy. He's got a good sense of humor about it. And she brings it up to him, I guess, many years ago. And he, and she, and he's like, Kim, I didn't know I was being interviewed in Seattle. If oh. I knew, oh, he's like, and I was like, he's like, if I knew that I was talking to a Seattle radio station at that moment, I would. I'm not that stupid. Oh, I would have man. never said that. He's like, I just thought I was talking to some random station somewhere else, and I was finally at a. And he's like, it was wrong of me to say. Yeah. But I was at my breaking point because I was trying to stick up for my brother. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. was. I just finally hit a point where I was done with it. And he's like, but. Did a lot of people draw those comparisons? Oh, back then? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was See, a- I remember because everyone was like, oh, Scott Weiland's ripping off Eddie Vedder. Yeah. And I'm like, I remember, I remember I, a lot I, of people saying that. I don't know. I own Core well. and I own 10, and the bands sound nothing alike. No. Oh, but he's making the Eddie Vedder face when he sings in the plush video. And I'm like, well, I don't think Eddie would probably not agree with that. Uh, the guy's singing and he's holding a certain vowel, which makes your mouth a certain shape. And they're both baritone tenors. That's it. Beyond right. that. Um, and I, I, that was the same thing I would say about Scott Stapp. Like, oh, he's ripping off Eddie Vedder. I'm like, why? Because he's a baritone tenor? Oh, he has long hair, too, man. Um, so it was, was yeah. you know, Jeff Tate ripping off uh, the singer of Iron Maiden Absolutely. the whole time? Oh, yep. yeah, of course. Come on. You know, because, yeah. so I just... <laughs> you're, you're ripping off Eddie Vedder, too, right now. Yeah. 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 Honestly, it's... I'm a big fan of the guy, man. No, you're right, <laughs> so, <laughs> Yes, I am. And, you know? and I mean, and Eddie's like, I mean, a, a lot of bands, you could even go back to, like, The Doors. A lot of these artists might have been inf- influenced and inspired by Jim Morrison because he had a similar thing going too. Yeah. It, I never got that whole thing like he's trying to rip off this. It's like, no, maybe that's just his Well, I can see him getting fed up, but I mean, it's one of those, that is one of those things and I've run across it in small ways where you never know who's listening or you never know where something's going to end up. Yep. So you should always sort of try to govern what you say to a degree. Yeah. Um, and my response to that would be, hey, man, they're both baritone tenors. Um, mm-hmm. I think Eddie's a great singer, and I think Scott's a phenomenal singer. Actually, if you're going to, and if you wanted to go there, right? Right. You'd say, actually, if you're asking me, I think Scott's a better singer, but that's just my opinion, and I am in a band with a guy, so right. maybe I'm biased. So he could have said the same thing and taken all the venom out of it, but he's fed up. Apparently, he was on vacation. He's right. how many times are going to have to answer? Right. Well, he's probably today. had to answer that question sixty times. He and probably did four hours of interviews, yeah. and everybody brought up the Eddie Vedder comparison because this is at the height of the Eddie Vedder comparisons to Creed because they were just blowing up big time yeah. at that point. You're right. It's funny. I have a buddy. Well, he probably just snapped and. Mm. He just had it. Can't <laughs> hold a candle. I got to find that interview clip. I, I don't even know if it exists on the I internet I thought he anymore. was fired for that. Yeah, that was the... They literally like, bro, you that just was the final Pearl straw. Jam in Seattle, yep. uh, you're out. That was the final straw, and they just finally said, we're cutting our ties with this guy. Oh, man. So I have the claim to fame to being the reason I, I why... I imagine Eddie sitting there somewhere being like, 
wow, really? One, I don't care. Two, I don't think we sound anything alike. And now this poor guy lost his job. Man, I'm just going to go have a drink. You know, poor Ed. Right. It's just trying to quietly read a book, and there's all this turmoil <laughs> over here on his left. The guy's, you know, poor guy. You know? I have a funny story about Eddie. I was talking to a bud that knew people who knew him, and he was at a party with Eddie. And asked, he's like, Ed, I just got to ask you. And I think it's at the height of like Adam Sandler doing Eddie Vedder impersonations. And I mean, after the fact, but like, he's like, look, he's like, hey, man, what do you ever think about the people who did Eddie Vedder impressions? Like, how did that make you feel? And Eddie, I guess, just looked at him slyly and goes, yeah, I mean, sometimes it's not even the comedians that are doing impersonations of me and gave like that wink. He's like, there's a lot of people who do really good impressions of me. And I was like, that's funny. Like, he obviously has a, at this point in his career, he has a good sense of humor about the fact that there were those people that would constantly say, oh, he's ripping off Eddie Vedder. I remember hearing you know, <laughs> a, a friend of mine that, that works with that camp and knows those guys, and then they're all, uh, the, the ones I've met are all just really sweet. I hear nothing but just really nice, sweet, humble, cool people. But They hire good people. Bon yeah. Jovi had put out that video, I can't remember what the song was called, but it was bad, but in the end of the video, they were aping all these different people, and I remember in the Bon Jovi video, they had a guy in a corduroy jacket with his hair down over his face just shaking violently, and it was in their video, and I think they intended for it to be funny, Right. but the story that was relayed to me is that somewhere at some point in time, Bon Jovi had approached Ed and said, hey man, I'm John Bon Jovi, and Eddie was like, dude, you made fun of me in a video, I'm... Oh. I'm not really interested in being your friend. You know, nice to meet you. Ooh, and that was kind of how that he was. Now, this is how the story was laid to me. I'm not, you know what I mean? This is the story I was told by someone We're I trust. Paraphrasing. Yeah. Someone I trust. But, and Ed wasn't impolite about it. Just, hey, man, nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. And basically trying to, man, you know, let's start a friendship here. And, and Ed was like, hey, man, you, you know, you made fun of me in a music video. I'm not really interested in being your friend, which yeah. I thought was. Killer. I'm like, dude, nice. He's so non-Hollywood. Just like, bro. I love um, it. I love it. I saw what you did. I didn't think it was funny. Uh, nice to right. meet you. I'm letting you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking you in the eye yeah. right now. I'm looking and you in the you eye. That yeah. was a douche Not move. Cool. That's and, cool. And then, that's and then bon amazingly Jovi's, hard to do, too. If you just think about that, that's something I don't think I could ever do. Well, I'd be shaking saying. like the video parody of yeah, him. Yeah, I, res- I respect uh, it. Like, uh, apparently, it was very cool about it. Like, man, I... You know, you made fun of me in a music video. I'm not really interested in being your friend. Any truth in the rumor that Bon Jovi responded by going, It's my life. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Was that the video? I don't know, but it could be. It might be. That's like the last Bon Jovi. It was that, hit era. that I remember. And then there were all these different cutaways of various things. And one of them was pretty much they were making fun of that strobing classic shot that ends the Jeremy video. Yeah, they were oh, making yeah, fun yeah. of that. And I'm like, Man, I remember seeing that and being like, Bro, you know. That's not cool. That song's pretty potent, and the video was even more potent. That was a heavy video. Those guys are our heart and soul band. I, mm-hmm. I think you're 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 picking the wrong fight here, hairspray guy. <laughs> you know, uh, I've seen you wearing glittery pants being flown out above an audience. You know, Jimmy used uh, to work on the dance. Looks like something for the pain. Something mm. for the pain. Okay. Oh, yeah. did you find it? Uh, I haven't found it. I just, uh, I literally just uh, looked up Bon Jovi mocks Eddie Vedder in video on Google. Oh, there it is. And it brings it up, uh, like in the Pearl Jam community. They're, you know, they're talking about it. I mean, this is back in two thousand nine, so it was a while back. Let's hear what this song sounds like. Yeah, I mean, impersonating Eddie Vedder, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Courtney yeah, Love, Scott Yeah, that Island. was the video. Yeah, yeah. Yep, they were the making fun of everybody. I want to, I'm curious, I don't have the video, I just have the song, but I'm just curious to hear what it yeah, sounds like. Yeah, they took like. pot shots at a bunch of current artists. No. Brand new Hootie and the Blowfish for you people. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, Darius Rucker went country. He was smart. And he's doing well. Really He was well. like, and I'm out. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's the sitar. This is, it's sitarded. <laughs> Dead or Alive is a classic song. Oh, I love Dead or Alive. And There's Dead so or Alive. many good Ah, uh, see, I don't. The other one that and people really glare at me, Def Leppard. I cannot take that band. I can't. I like Photograph. The song Photograph is cool. I love their first two records. And there's another one that's cool. Most of it's, and again, a lot of it's the lyrical content. That's funny because you're Even a songwriter. Rock so. of Ages is so stupid to me. People are like, oh, I like the old stuff. I'm like, I just can't get past those lyrics. And this is the same guy that wrote the lyrics to Pour Some Sugar on Me. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're back to me cutting myself again. I just can't take that flepper. But it gave us a song for strippers to uh, dance to. Well, well okay. They can dance <laughs> to the other stuff. those heels, too. Well, and, and in that, I'm not listening to the song. I'm watching the girl. But like the song Photograph, I think, is really cool. And there's another one that kind of rocks and then slows down. There's only two Def Leppard songs I can take. Wow. Uh, and the rest of it, I re- I don't want to say I hate. It's funny. I just can't. I like hysteria. It comes on the radio, and I'm like, nope. And I hit the button, and I'm immediately like, <laughs> I do that to jump. the Eagles. Nope. <laughs> I'm, dude, uh, here's another one that people are like, really? Hotel California. Oh, God. Amazing. Every mm-hmm. other song the Eagles oh, put I don't even out. Like Hotel California. Oh, see, yeah. I love Hotel California, but everything else, I'm like, nope. And I hit the button. It's a violent reaction. I, I, I gotta get, get uh, yeah, like, eject, like, eject. Every hand, like every finger is going for all the presets. I'll just, just as long as I can hit one. Yeah. yeah, as yeah. long as I can hit one, yeah. it goes somewhere else. Steve I don't care. Miller Band that does that to me, and I, I heard he's I like a hell of a nice Cadabra. guy. And, oh, I heard he's kind of a cranky ass. Oh well, fine then, Steve. <laughs> I can't listen to your music. That's another driving along and go, nope. I hit the button. Even Abra, Abra could dab. Negative. Oh. Negative. And time Bummer. keeps on slipping, slipping. <laughs> no, I can't take it. Into the and then the, what's the one? Coma. Take the money and run. That's one that makes me want to... I like the story Whoa, to it. I like, I'm going to chew on a gun. I, no, like, I just can't I like a it. lot of songs that tell stories, so I kind of like how that one goes, but... It's a song written by a three-year-old. Bobby Mack was hanging out with Billy Sue. Billy Sue said, my God, there's something on my shoe. Let's rob a bank. And then they tried to get away. Do you like John Cougar? Yeah. Okay, I'm just curious, because like, he's also kind of got well, like the story. I'm just thinking like, of Jack and Diane. Yeah, Jack yeah, yeah. and Diane, see, I can kind of get behind that. It's, oh, I love it's John a Cougar really Mellencamp. cool Don't song. Don't get me wrong. I love... And man, the, the chorus lyrics, incredible. Like, that's the thing is, lyrically, it's not pure camp. It's pretty cool and that's funny John John Cougar Mellencamp not pure camp haha but I mean even um, uh, when the walls come tumbling down it's pretty happening tune yeah Um, so I don't have a problem with uh, with John Mellencamp man I'm trying to find um there's a great song by Ben Folds. I won't aggressively scream in my vehicle and change the station (laughs) like if Jack and Diane comes on I'm like oh nice yeah you know I'll have to find another time, but Ben Folds has a great song, and it's like a story, like you love mm-hmm. stories. It's about a story about one of like his buddies that did a bunch of acid, and just the effect that it had him at, uh, at a party. <laughs> Fantastic! Nice. Yeah, it's it, uh, something someone's party, and I can't remember the name of the song. Like but. Steve Miller's uh, uh, "Jungle Love," I like the music of. Then all that whistling starts, but I can stand listening to the music. Um, the lyrics don't make any sense, but I don't know. Uh, who's the who's the island music guy? The margarita guy? Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett. Buffett. Jimmy Buffett. Oh. See, Steve Blair. Miller's like a more aggressive Jimmy Buffett, if that's possible. It's like the Pope oh, it's with brass knuckles. It's definitely more possible uh, possible to be more aggressive than Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> like that's definitely something but that I can't, happens. Cheeseburger in Paradise. I mean, really, man? Yeah, really? I'm not down. I can't hang with that. 
You know, I just can't. I was always weirded out I by like that. I like mine with lettuce and tomato. You are a grown man singing about a sandwich. What is this, the Wiggles? <laughs> what are we doing? And I was always weirded out because I always heard about the concerts where they, like, Jimmy Buffett fans just bring their own bucket to do number two in and just hang out in and just, like... So they, they stool at the concert in a bucket while watching Jimmy uh, yeah, they like pop, had, lose his flip-flop yeah, and step on like, a pop-top. They now have, like, a no-bucket rule at his concerts. Yeah, yeah people I thought you meant, like, a bucket full of Corona or something. No, no. They, would fun, they would have those and put a foam roller around the bucket so that they could comfortably poop in the bucket. Yeah, they didn't want to miss... Anything. Boy, that's a crowd I want to attract. It's Crapperville, man. Push <laughs> <laughs> it away again in crack, Crapperville. I found the, the Ben I almost said Crackerville. Whoops. <laughs> this song's awesome. It's called Not the Same. <laughs> yeah. A song about hallucinogenics. Yeah. We'll listen to a little bit of it. I'm such a sucker for Ben Folds. I always called him Ben Folds several, and not just this, with no malice intended towards the band, but, you know, it was one of those, I could have fun with this, Ben Folds five, Ben Folds several. Yeah. How many? Several? <laughs> several. Three. No. A few more than that. Was it 12? No. A few less. Several. Took a trip. And climbed a tree. address was his phone number is <laughs> you were not the same after that you gave your life to Jesus Christ oh and after all your friends went home you came down you looked around you were not the same after that Like, don't do acid is what I'm getting out of this. Yeah, but I kind of want to do acid. <laughs> no. All right, there we go. There's a little Ben Folds. <laughs> yeah, lyrically, it's kind of a hey. Maybe don't try this. Yeah. Methamphetamine. <laughs> you will lose kind of bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you are not the same. You are not the Here's same. Here's a pudding cup. You've got balls and sores. <laughs> you are not the same. If weight loss was your goal, <laughs> you lost your teeth. <laughs> Maybe your soul. You ate someone's face. <laughs> Maybe your soul. <laughs> You're not the same after that. <laughs> All right, that's all. I got another voicemail. I want to tell you guys that you're the most positive thing I've ever listened to before. And I just want to tell you that friends and family are the most important thing. And yeah, I know you guys know that. But I just want to remind you, just remind you one more time, that's the best thing ever. Hot and drunk or really upset? I, I can't quite tell. I can't tell if it was... At first, I was like, man, sexy voice. hot and drunk. And then as it went on, I was it like, terrible. whoa. Well, uh, yeah, you know, honestly, like it goes back to what I'm saying. Like, this is a weird month, man. If you're out there, honey, we I hope, hope you're, you're okay. Mm -hmm. hope you're all right. You know, please call us back and just let us know things are cool. 
because, I mean, your voice sounds very sexy. Yeah, it started out like sweet, hot, and drunk. Mm-hmm. And then by the end, I was concerned. I hope you're all right, darling. She love was you, not the same. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're okay. I yeah. really do. Please touch base with us. Let us know. Please call. Call us back and, and let us know you're and, good, darling. And, and, and you're right. Friends and family are really important. And, couldn't agree more. You know, party hard with them or reach out to them if you're alone. And, and, and always, for the friends out there, like that... Be aware sometimes of, and I'll, I mean, it was a wake-up call for me with my friend, and, and just, you know, doesn't hurt if someone posts something that you think, oh, is that just a vague book, you know, like we all goof about? Check up, though. Just be like, hey, are you cool? And if they respond, yeah, I'm fine. Why would you ask? Then, all right, good. I've had that happen before. Where, tell like, them to stop vague booking, damn it. Well, that, that could be, you know, <laughs> hey, stop crying wolf, but, you know, hey, it doesn't hurt. If well, everything's cool, no harm, no foul. But if mm-hmm. something weird's going yeah. on, at least you're that friend that reached out and it could have made the Especially a world Especially if they're the kind of person that doesn't usually post that sort yeah. of thing. And, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. You know, the thing with text is it's so open to interpretation. I This was a while back, but I I was watching the original, whatever it was, 1963 Batman movie. Mm-hmm. And man, is that a... That it's, it, it was punishing to watch i mean just Bert ward and adam west in it oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah yeah it's the one it, it is the was, anti-shark repellent right that's correct oh, yeah. i made it past Amazing. that scene but it was yeah. punishing and so i got on facebook and i put this thing that was like you know um i'm watching the original 1963 batman film and i'm realizing this might actually be a cry for help mm-hmm. because i am intentionally hurting myself <laughs> right now by and i thought it was hilarious the verbiage i used basically made it out as if to say mm-hmm. right. i am abusing myself in the the heaviest way possible by watching this film i think this is a cry for help yeah and i got i got a ton of ha 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 oh my god dude no doubt hey shark repellent yeah but i got how many phone calls three private messages and <laughs> oh, okay. one text hey man are you okay if you oh. need to talk and i was like <gasps> and i went and deleted it and i was like dude that was meant to be funny and they're like cool i get it yep it was i just you know just making sure just making sure you're there. good bro that said it's on netflix is, is it? it and i <laughs> Whoa. Dude, no, no. Like, it's worth going I back. I challenge you. Because I was like, I'll hang in there for Catwoman. And a couple times she's in the, the cat suit. Which one? Eartha Kitt? I don't know her name. She was the, I don't know. Okay. The first one ever. I don't know her name. But yeah. I was hanging in there for her. Julie Newmar? And it was worth it, you know. But it wasn't worth it, worth it. It was like getting all your teeth knocked out to make sure you had one that didn't have a cavity. <sighs> so I, I, I had to turn the film off. I made it maybe thirty to thirty-five minutes, and it was just brutal. It was psycho. See, it was it was psychological warfare. I've got a I've got a warm place in my heart because my stepdad was a piece of crap, but he gave me a lot of interesting movies to watch, and that was one of them. Also, was the Get Smart movie. I've uh, never seen that. Oh, it's is all, it good? The original? Yeah, it, like, yeah, with like the a nude bomb. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's get smart just longer, but it like and I was young. I mean, if I look back at it now, it was probably I love the get smart crap. TV show though. Yeah, and it was the, he's like, You should watch this and I watched it and I loved it, but I also loved the campy sixties Batman. So I could go back and now you said that it was on Netflix, I'm totally gonna it's go there. back and watch I, I it. I think if I was I in a too. mood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if I was in a mood like Stone. But that night I was like, Oh <laughs> man, I remember loving this when I was a kid. And There's I turned it on, and I was like, man. Bro, I did the same. I bought the entire first season of The Greatest American Hero. <laughs> I remember when you did that fully. Well done. But I went Uh-oh. and watched the first, I'm like, oh, this doesn't... It's, Couldn't hang with it's it? It's not as awesome as I thought it was when I was a kid. 
Like, I mean, I still watched a few episodes, but like, my man. I, I spent a lot of money on the thing. Remember, the there was the the one the one detective guy that was like a detective. There was the sexy brunette partner, mm-hmm. and then there was our man from the fantastic film House. Yes, uh, I can't remember his name. Oh, House! House yeah, oh, House is a fine film. Wow. <laughs> I didn't see House. I saw House Part Two. House Two I never is saw nothing. The first one. House is the one. <laughs> house Two Electric Boogaloo is, is like Scott Stapp compared to Eddie Vedder, man. <laughs> Can't hold a to it. <laughs> no, you want to see House. You want to see House. Rev, have you seen, did you see the Steve Carell version of Get Smart? Yes, and I hated it. And remember, we went and all go see it. Oh, and I, that's right. That was the I one where it. I did not laugh at all I at it was any great. point in the movie. I smiled I twice it. during that film, and they were the same. I saw the trailer, and I went, ah, oh, this looks funny. And the same two things in the trailer that made me smile were the same two things that made me and smile when it. I watched the film. I oh. really like Get uh, Smart, the old Get Smart. Yeah. So I, when you put those comparisons in there... And you have that nostalgia from your childhood sort of thing where you're mm-hmm. like, oh, this thing was so amazing and I loved it and I remember all these different parts. And then you go watch a remake. Yeah. And like, I don't know if I could go back and watch the Get Smart movie right now. It might be even a worse piece of crap and then it would make me appreciate this new one. But you have those the, the, those memories, the nostalgia and that, you know, those member berries. Oh, remember when Get Smart was great? Oh, yeah. Well, I've, I've been um, Robotech, the Macross saga oh, is, yeah. is on Netflix. And that the first war was always my favorite. So it's on Netflix, and I'm like, man, I'm going to watch that. And you got to remember at the time when it was out on television, I was, I think, 11, and I thought it was rad because I had never seen a cartoon. I remember you watch Transformers, they shoot each other all day long. Nobody ever gets happens. hurt. G.I. Joe, tanks, machine guns, helicopters, nobody ever gets hurt. And ends with a PSA about applying yeah. sunscreen. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, I was like, that's, that's strange. Yeah. So then I turned on this show, Robotech, and entire cities are getting vaporized. And they show the little people in the windows getting reduced to ash. And mm-hmm. as a little kid, I was like, this is my show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah a lot of Japanese animals. Animation, the anime stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. It says Open t- my world. when you watch it, it's it's TVMA. It's literally like, mm-hmm. hey, people are going to check out blood Dude, guts and boobies. left, right, and I center. Read just recently, someone I was reading something a study that was done recently about the difference between R-rated and PG-13 rated movies. And PG-13 rated movies actually are more violent than R-rated movies right now. Really? Which Does it have to do with thing. swearing? And it, it's it, mostly a lot of swearing. Because that's real, and, and and sex. Sex is the big issue between R and PG thirteen. So you and, can show and, someone and getting cut up with a chainsaw, but right? Don't you dare show well, me someone groping an ass. Yeah, look what's up on like network television now. Like yep. all the CSI and CIS yeah. shows that show autopsies with the guts just hanging out. Uh, Gotham. Uh, I love Gotham on Fox. And but you throw a nipple tweak in there. Oh, it, it's it, that, it would be terrible. Air, man. But it is bloody. I feel like that's like the weird statement and what, like why we're kind of a weird world in America, especially, is that we're more worried about nudity and sexualization than we are about violence. It's an issue. It's a huge issue. I, I was over in Britain for a summer Britain. as a young man. Ow, ow. Oh, they called me the Yankee boy. because yeah, <laughs> The Yankee boy is here. Yeah, you talk funny. I'm like, so do you. You want to ride bikes or not? But, uh... Every the Sunday is that paper, like a euphemism for something. Page no, no, oh, it's okay. just an accent thing. Oh. But the Sunday paper was either page three or page five, and it was literally the page three girl or the page five girl. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Every Sunday paper had yeah. a beautiful topless woman, like a reputable newspaper. As a young American, I was super into that. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing is over there they're like yeah this is a woman's body it's beautiful relax yeah, awesome over here it's like okay so we can show the guy get his eyes gouged out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then his arms getting chopped off before mm-hmm. he gets shot in the head mm-hmm. that's episode seven of Sons of Anarchy. But now, if Tara, if Maggie Siff's going to show her butt, we can't air that. What? We gouged this guy's eye out last week. Yeah. Maggie Siff's butt is beautiful. You can show the human body in 
different in pieces, pieces, but you can't show it as a whole. That is naked. crazy. You I can't mean, see a nipple, but you sure as hell can see a person's head get decapitated. Yeah, it's really okay. weird. It's yeah, sure. really weird, man. Let's get another voicemail. I am Zord Hot Dog. Surrender your wieners or I'll confiscate them and shove them in my mouth. It's amazing how we go from one. This uh, message brought to you by Oscar Mayer. (laughs) I am Zord Hot Dog. Surrender your wieners or I'll confiscate them and shove them in my mouth. I I just wanted to make sure I heard it all correctly. Okay. Here's another voicemail. That was awesome. Hey, guys. I haven't heard Uncle Ricky in a little while. Oh, yeah. I got a joke. All right, so, so so you know, for a while there was a guy. Obviously, it wasn't his real voice. It's but he would have this old man voice. Hey, everybody, this is Uncle Ricky, and here's Uncle Ricky's joke of the week. And the joke pretty much could not be heard by our audience because it was Beep. right. It was like Yo. I mean, just offensively bad, vile. <laughs> so it was really just entertaining to us, but for the audience, it was fun because they just heard our reaction. Like you would hear like the the, the setup Beep and then the laugh. The punchline typically could not be it was like, you know, the grass is on the field, play ball type of mentality. But we've lost track of Uncle Ricky. I don't know if he still listens and if he just or if he just ran out of jokes. All right, so I guess this guy's gonna do his best version of Uncle Ricky. What's the best part about having sex with trans? Have a nice day. I didn't understand having sex with. Yeah, with, I with, I missed all of that like because it was man? just. Oh. So like his dong is almost like pretending. To, oh, so oh. did he say man? Man or tran? Yeah, tran. I think tran. Tran. Well, have fun with that one, Rev. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm just gonna bleep all that. And we'll, well, now you've got our post joke like, yeah, discussion. Bleep, None of us are laughing, but we're all really confused. <laughs> well, because what we heard was basically and I made out the word sex, and then I heard the word reach. We all heard a different part, and we were able to put it together. We'd be great at puzzles. Yeah, I think yeah. we would be pretty solid at that. <laughs> and so now I got to bleep out all of our segments too. Oh, good luck to you on yeah. that one. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> all right, let's try one more. <clears throat> What's up, douches? It's Carmack. Just want to say, give you a holla. Holla. Say what's up. Oh. I haven't talked to you in a while, but I love you all. All my TDs stay positive. Sometimes Carmack is drunk, so just we don't know where we're going with this. Just okay, yet. Sometimes gotcha. Sometimes gotcha. keeps going. Yeah. Sometimes he's sober and very introspective, and sometimes he's drunk and goes down weird roads. All right. Positive. You know, we're a big family. You have a downtime, reach out. We're all take care of you. Glenn, you're awesome. Love you. Rev, you rock. Clearly he's drunk if he loves you and thinks that the Rev rocks. Rude. <laughs> Steve, you got to watch Armageddon. It's a good show. Good movie. You'll love it. Yeah, Glenn, compliment, awesome. compliment, suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> Glenn, you're awesome. Rev, you rock, Steve. I've got a movie suggestion Steve, get for to you. church, buddy. <laughs> and uh, Steve, i got to say thank you for keeping BJ in check. Not being such a homer with the Seahawks. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I get so pissed at some of the stuff he says, and then you kind of like keep him in check this, so I appreciate that. Oh, uh, see? So you got mad love after yes. all. We he, were we were too quick to the punch, I mm-hmm. think. Carmack's a big 49ers fan. I got no issues with 49ers. I love goofing on the 49ers because it's just a rivalry. But, yeah, sometimes BJ goes down a road of... This player sucks, blah, 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 blah. That's why the Seahawks are awesome. Guys like Richard Sherman are good, you know. And I'm like, well, no, you know, in the eyes of an opposing team's fan, 
that guy is just as much of a douche as how we view the opposing team players also. And recently we had an argument about Michael Bennett, who I'm a big fan of. I mm-hmm. love Michael Bennett. I think he's badass. I think he's funny. He's one of the, the best football players in the NFL. God, yeah. But when he went off on Bill Wixie during that interview, I don't know if you heard it. Uh, and long story short, Bill Wixie wanted to talk to him after the Seahawks lost. He asked a question that could be interpreted as almost like, did you do your job fully as a, a member of the Seattle Seahawks defense? And Bennett goes off MF for this, MF for that, and ends with, and I, you know, honestly, at that point, I'm still not hating on Michael Bennett for that because I'm like, you know what? It's, it's, it's a very emotional moment. You just, your season's done. But then he goes to Wicks, he goes, you know, you don't know anything about adversity, so don't get, get at me about blah, blah, blah. Now, it all blew up in, in uh, Michael Bennett's face because Bill Wixie is a cancer survivor. <laughs> Bill Wixie <laughs> knows way more <laughs> adversity, and I know he didn't know. Right, but still... Life lessons. That's why you got to be careful not to say these kind of things. You, yeah, right, what do about you know about suffering? Well, my I found my mother and father. They both hung themselves, bro. So, you know what I mean? Like, you really got to... You really don't know people. Use your right, head. What they've gone through. Right. Use your head, man. So B- BJ yeah. was kind of like still trying to defend. I'm like, look, you can't I, defend that. I'm I'm the biggest Michael Bennett fan. I mean, I'm still probably going to buy his jersey one day when I have enough extra just random cash <laughs> that I just want to blow. I'll buy a Michael Bennett jersey. But that was a jackass thing that he did. It's not that he's yeah. a jackass. He did that was a jackass. Foot yeah. and mouth. Right. And I hope that when he found out that Bill Wixie had cancer, that it was a moment of clarity in his head. Like, Ugh, in the future. I shouldn't have said that. I should think a little bit wiser before yeah, I throw that I shouldn't, kind of, have, shouldn't have said that. So that that I'm never going to be a homer and just apologize for a player just because he's on my favorite team. I yeah, never uh, will. No, you shouldn't. No. You and, shouldn't. And it doesn't mean I'm going to dislike him. Because it's not... They were all just people, but right. you put your foot in your mouth. What would have been, for me, would have, would have been really beautiful is he came around and said, you know, I put just put my foot in my mouth. Um, right. I was speaking at the moment, uh, my bad. a place of anger, and I really wasn't thinking, and man, you know, congratulations on your struggle, and or whatever you want to say, but to me, if you want to top shelf a situation like that, mm-hmm. own it. Oh, yeah. man, I really screwed up. And it's not, oh, I apologize. Because you see people do that. Like, mm-hmm. the, oh, I, I apologize, apologize that I offended you. Yeah, no, no. As opposed to But if you straight up, well, you, know, you don't yeah. know anything yeah. about adversity. Actually, I just survived cancer. Okay, I misspoke. Right. And I apologize. I, I lost a football game. Yeah. That's worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, be I only got $6.5 million. I want a $7 million. I didn't get my shoe deal. You don't know about pain. <laughs> uh, pain. You're right. I don't pain. know about... No, I don't have your problems. I agree with you fully that I don't have your problems. <laughs> Less of a car you don't know my suffering. Anyways... Not drinking tonight, so Aww. you know what me classic Carmack if I didn't call you a little bit drunk. So <laughs> might be a few more drunk messages to go here. Oh, he's but about anyway, to drink. Love y'all and look for the next uh, SDP cast and <laughs> scratch that. Migs cast. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Look for the next Migs cast challenge. You gotta do something epic. You haven't done one. I need I wanna I wanna I think Glenn came up with some pretty awesome ideas. So let's oh, do bet. this. We were going to have the All neon right. wall. Anyways, love y'all. Stay positive. Yeah, it's the first challenge. later. Unfortunately, I think that will be our next Mix Guest Challenge my, when Red shows up with the, the neon wall. My wand. wife straight up, because I was talking to Red about the stuff she put in my hair. Boy, that sounds suggestive. <laughs> but remember, she misted Something one side of my hair with this product. Oh, yeah. 
Well, later that day, I got home and I had my hair pulled back in a ponytail because I had to go back to work after I left here. And I got home and I let my hair down and was talking to Tawny about all that. And she's like, yeah, the left side of your hair is visibly longer and more relaxed. You should find out what that is. So then this turned into this dialogue with Red. And so while I was emailing her back and forth, Tawny was like, by the way, I listened to the Migs cast. You cannot let her zap your D. I know you. You're going to be way into it, especially if she's going to be dressed like that. I, I know that's really going to turn you on. So you're for. So then I'm like, by the um, way, Red, I was talking with my wife, and <laughs> you're not allowed to zap my unit. You know, as we had discussed, because Tony's convinced I'll be way into it. By the way, what was the name of that hair stuff? Yeah, <laughs> what a random conversation. Uh, no, no, it's great too. She it's hits awesome. me back, and she's like, okay, fair enough. No D zapping. Maybe have your wife in. She can zap your unit. So there I am having this whole conversation regarding wow, the neon wound. It did. We might have to leave the room and just let the three and, of them. And do the what hair they do. product yeah, right? was called "It's a Ten, by the way. And ah. there's a couple variations on that. And Red's not allowed to zap my penis. Because <laughs> Tony's like, you'll be way too into it. And I'm like, well, yeah, You're not wrong. I mean, it's not that kind of environment. I'll have two friends watching, mocking me, and laughing. See, that's the problem then, because you're going to like it, and then you're going to need us in the room all the time to when it bail happens. me. <laughs> And I'm not kosher with that. And you're saying that you think we're going to watch and laugh. I might just enjoy the process. I might get a boner. This is my sex room. Dude, why is there a console and two big mics with booms? Oh, that's where Steve and Rev. I uh, I can't perform anymore unless they're there. It's the only thing that works. I can't keep fantasizing that they're in the room. I need them in the room. I've gone too far, man. (laughs) Well, speaking of a challenge, we did get an email from our boy, Al Wyatt only. Uh Uh-oh. And and the the subject is challenge for the MIGS cast. Uh Uh-oh. There we go. It says, gentlemen, I was inspired by the previous podcast and now I have a challenge for the three of you. Mm -hmm. He even texted me and says, hey man, I sent you an email and I'm sorry in advance. And I'm (laughs) like... I have no idea what this is about. No, you generally don't read them. You just print them out. I will probably go to hell for putting Glenn through this. If you can't make it through the entire song, I will buy all three of you lunch. Or if you can make it through the entire song, I will buy all three of you lunch at Dick's. Lunch is on. I'm in. Good luck and let the games begin. What do we got to do? He sent me a video. I haven't listened to it. I have no idea what we're about to listen to. Be ready to censor. All right. So apparently we have to sit through this whole thing in order to, for us to get lunch at Dick's. Is it going to make me do coming down with the sickness? <laughs> You're going to give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Are you guys ready for the why only challenge for the Migs cast? Sure. Is this Africa? And we have to sit through this. I'm cool. How long is this? It's probably like, I hope it's a bad 12 cover. minutes. It's about three minutes, I think. Oh, boy. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Is this about to backfire on him and that we're all going to enjoy this Do song? Do you have to rewrite lyrics to it? I hope it's a really bad cover, because if it's a legit song, What I'm was cool their guitarist's it. name? I don't know. I'm, no way. I met him, and at the time, he was the only person I met that could drink more Jaeger than me. It is. Oh boy, it's the best. Why are you sick? Singers fire. Whoa. We dug up Peter Steele and had him sing Africa. Peter would have would have sang on time. Right. <laughs> You're a little early there, buddy. Yeah, he's just way he's fin- finishing every line too soon. Ooh. Hurry boy, it's winning the That's a good reverb though. <laughs> We're in like not even a third of the way. Whoa. Whoa, he's way 
Wyatt, you're a dick. I How do you, you not hear that it's wrong? This isn't live. He's so far ahead of it, and it's studio produced. I'd say produced very loosely. Yeah. How does he not notice he's that far ahead of the song? It's he's just, probably listening to it in headphones while he's recording I it. I wonder if he was using Pro Tools and he didn't mute the track he was recording, so he was hearing the lag. So he's singing into the lag. <laughs> now, but even then, when you play it back, you'd hear it. Is he singing along to a karaoke version? Yeah, I'm assuming. Because we can't give him that much credit that he was able to perform the song right, musically. He's singing all the lyrics Yeah, he's way. losing it as he's going yeah. like Kilimanjaro. He was like... Dude, we're not even halfway there. Christ. Keep going. I mean, I want dicks. Yeah, you did. From a dick. Did Wyatt. <laughs> How did Wyatt find this? Oh, but, a little early. Well, well, a little, little, little early. What if this is Wyatt? I'm now picturing all the members of the wreckage and Wyatt standing around a mic trying not to laugh as they tracked this. This is their big... This is like... We have passed the halfway mark. It's only halfway. It's all out of key. Well, it's a musical interlude, but it's all out of key. It's all out of pitch. All the harmonies are wrong, and then everything's way early. Oh, yeah, this is definitely karaoke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like the when part. When you got the digital pan flute solo rocking. This is the tolerable part. I'm okay with this. Yeah, it's kind of a breather. Yeah. Like, we can have a conversation. We don't have to hear the guy's voice. Here we go, here we go. Oh, oh, yeah, no, yeah, no. I was about to go into it. Yeah, just like, no, he's Swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. God. I want, ham- I want hamburgers, so we're in for it. But I, I, I want a shake. I want a deluxe, <laughs> and I want two fries. You two can have orders. my fries. All right, I want three orders. Then. <laughs> this is a game changer. Y'all want to hear a game changer? This is a game changer. We're about a minute out. Do we got it, guys? It's the outro. Rev's already checked out. Oh wow! Oh. No, I'm still here. I want those hamburgers. It's like watching lemmings jump off a cliff. They just keep falling and falling and falling and falling and falling. I want a deluxe. I want a special. Three orders of fries. And a strawberry shake. Oh, man. See, this part's fine again. I think he's done singing. It's the karaoke version. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I've been wanting to pull down the karaoke versions to lots of songs and straight up make an album just that I'm going to burn and give to all my friends of all the, like, you know, you're coming down with the sickness. Oh, that'd be and funny. I've got a great one for Toxicity, which is all about a sandwich truck. Yeah. It's do, like, uh, do it and we'll, oh, yeah, it's great, man. Do it and we'll play it on, it'll be like Glenn's karaoke jam. I want to do it. I really, I just got to pull down all the songs and track it, but yeah. it's, uh. I mean, not that you're busy but it's or anything. Hark, make me up a sandwich. Uh, heavy on the mayo. Oh, the mayo nice. somewhere between the slice salami, slice salami and cheese. Somewhere between the slice salami and cheese. Tomato, yeah. tomato. And then like the whole thing's about yeah. a sandwich truck. I'm in. Um, that's not as good as coming down with a sickness or the whole song I wrote about Ryan getting drunk and murdering a prostitute, Whoa. which was done to the disturbed cover of Sound of Silence. Oh, well, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> hey, speaking of covers, have you heard this? Cover? Do you know the band Highly Suspect? I'm really into this band. They they got a new mm. record. I th- I played I played the song for Is Red. Is that the hot brunette? No, they're um they're like just dudes. 
<laughs> okay. I don't know if they're hot. I don't know if there's Steve's any... like, I'm very confused by everything you just said. Yeah, I don't know if there's any dudes in the band Highly Suspect, but the, the song I played for uh, Red when we were off the air, I was like, hey, I got a stripper jam for you. It's this song, uh, which you hear on KSW. It's called My Name is Human. I just love this song. Let's play a little bit of a taste, but I want to play a cover that they did on their new record and see what you guys think of it. Before, but first, I think I already missed the Africa train okay. I like it so far. This is a good stripper song. Yeah, I agree. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like coming up to the main stage, it's Glenn. It's it's Cesarean Scar. <laughs> Harriet the Harlot Harlot. It's great to be here, everyone. Super <laughs> one. Wait all Make it rain. Everyone else. Oh yeah. Oh, this is cool. Right? It's got a cool, like, vibe to how he approaches the lyrics. I like the editor's note on uh, Apple Music. says, rock with a hint of bluesy barroom charm. This is cool. I like this. So, um, the song that they cover, I want to see if you guys recognize it. Africa. Right? That would be funny. (laughs) Buzz it as soon as you figure it out. Do you believe in heaven above? Really? Right. Wow. Send me an angel? Yes. Wow. Yeah. I I know another band that did a cover of it a while ago. So, no, 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 yeah. Open fire on my burning heart. I've never been lucky in love. Good. Call on this one. Right? Slow it down, take out the synth. Very typo like. Yeah. On that note, I still love Summer Breeze. Oh, yeah. like a cool mood to yeah. it. I really dig that. Uh, let's do another voicemail. We'll do a couple more emails and then we'll uh, wrap things up. Ooh, what up, no shit? It's Carmack again. <laughs> um, you know, I was thinking about it. How many other podcasts are out there that have so much love and family unity <laughs> that we do? <laughs> Most podcasts are just talking to nobodies. <laughs> wow, this podcast has so many followers. It's, we're all like family. I feel like this should be the description of our podcast. <laughs> Most podcasts Whoa, talk man. to nobody. Yeah, yeah. Well, as you know, he's talking about. Uh, I'm we just all... picturing like Baby Hitler's hate cast. It's like, man, <laughs> like what, are Whoa, what are these other podcasts like, man? Are they that bad? Like, what? give each other crap and talk crap to each other, but it's all in love. Yeah. No, you actually. Know, when one one family member's down, we all pick that person up. We're like a mosh pit. 
No, usually I get trampled on. Oh, man, we don't want that. <laughs> Happens at the mall, I don't too. Know if any other podcast can do that, you know? Seriously, it's awesome. You know what I think it pulls us all together in the little harmonic thing? <laughs> I'm sure you'll tell us. Is Mama Hawk Nato. Yeah. She's yeah. like a beacon yeah. of hope and the beacon of no matter what life gives you, you just stay strong and be positive because. I think she's like the most amazing thing that's ever happened to this podcast. She's awesome. So, Mama Hawknado, I love you. Love hearing your podcast. So, stay positive. And uh, whatever happened to Uncle Ricky? If you're out there, <laughs> what is going don't on? Don't me calling with some stupid jokes. Oh no, be stupid. Trust me. Yeah, we but know. Anyway, yeah, I got to bleep them already. Right. I love all my douches, and I look forward to the next biggest uh, cast party. So. Yeah. Love you all. And, uh, hey, Poison Def Leppard is coming up. Whoever's going, we all got to get, get together and do a little photograph for the uh, mixed cast. So, later, brother. Well, I'd get, I guess I'd party and go to that. I, I imagine it's a total MILF fest, which doesn't oh, yeah. sound bad. A bunch of sexy women all balled up. A bunch of Poison fans. And, yeah, I, I it's can get funny. behind that. Doesn't it feel like, like as if like we play these no voicemails as if, like, and, and they, they've heard what we've already talked about. Like, he's also going, where's Uncle Ricky? And he's bringing up Def Leppard, and we already talked about it. Weird, man. <laughs> well, no, it's weird. Air, it, man. It's when he's listening to this podcast later, he'll be like, oh, man, where do they get my voicemail? Or I'm like, I just can't take <laughs> Def Leppard, man. I can't hang with it. I wish I could. No, you know, I remember the other song, though. It's Foolin'. Photograph. Oh, yeah. Foolin'. Foolin'. I think both those songs are dope. Yeah. Um, I really, I love the arrangements. I, the whole, I think they're killer. But everything else is so far on the other side of the big rock candy mountain that mm-hmm. I just can't. Ha- and people are like, "Well, Rock of Ages of cool is cool." And I'm like, "No, you know, it's not." Like, it, lyrically, ages. yeah. It lyrically, it's like I'll pander to the lowest common denominator possible. I'm gonna, it, I don't know. I'm sorry. Dude, it's fun. All well, these Def Leppard fans are lining up us outside with axe handles to sort me out. And we've know? had uh, Joe Elliott, the front man of Def Leppard, on the mix. Probably a hell of a nice guy. Amazing guy. Yeah, see, I feel stories. super bad. Yeah, we should be. Well, there's two of his songs that I think are killer. The arrangement's killer. The writing's killer. The lyrics are killer. Everything else, baby crap. <laughs> you guys hate all things Eagle. You won't even give them the Hotel California. No. Yeah. No, nope. I will not. <laughs> so I don't feel bad about this. Hotel, should, Hotel California's dope. I can't really take anything else. Hey, man, until uh, Don Henley calls the mix cast, I got no love for Hotel California. <laughs> well, and then see, oddly, just as far as like like Don Henley, man, like Boys of Summer, dope song. That yeah. was a good Dirty song. Dirty Laundry, dope song. Great song. And people go, oh, I can't stand it. I'm like, okay, let me put it to you this way. I didn't know that was him. Take that, take that cheesy synth out and yeah. replace that synth part with a distorted guitar, and you'll go... Oh, this kicks ass. Nah, put the synth you back will. In. Keep the synth in. That was a bath No, I'm just saying. I, I say that to people. I'm like, man, if you <laughs> just dump. listen to the tune, if you strip away yeah, 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 this yeah, yeah, element, because yeah. I think that's what a lot of it, people go, oh, it's just that synth. I'm like, put in a big dis- distorted guitar, and all of a sudden you'll be like, man, this is actually really dope. Um, so it's one of those things. I can take Don Henley, but I can't take... The Eagles. I the love. I them. love Joe Screw Walsh. Guys. Glenn Fry's. You know. I remember he did that. Uh, Smugglers Blues, and he played a bit part on Miami Vice. <laughs> Am I dating myself <laughs> badly? No, I just love that you do not <laughs> like the Eagles, but you know more about the Eagles than probably an Eagles super fan. I'm a fan of music, no, so I know. even True. the stuff that I 
don't like. I, Recognize for example, it, dude, I'll, I'll straight up sometimes because sometimes radio will hit what I call bad streaks, where you've got six pre-save stations and every single station is playing something that you consider unlistenable. Mm-hmm. Right, they're all playing so the cards for kids that, commercial. At that <laughs> moment, let's say Madonna's "Like a Prayer" is on. Oh, okay I'll listen that. to it to see how it's arranged. <laughs> I've masturbated to that video. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, what was I the one where she was have. stripping in the little yeah. black thing? That was the one I rubbed out to. Is that Vogue? No, uh, no it wasn't Vogue. No, because that had the pinecone pine boobies, right? Or the, the cone boobies? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. was the one where she was in this little black thing dancing in like a photo booth. <laughs> I just love how we go down these roads. <laughs> it might be Let's Hear It for the Boy, which is weird. You're like, blah, blah, Let's blah, blah. hear it for the boy. And my response is, was that? I've was masturbated that Madonna? to that. I don't know. I, I thought that was Cyndi Lauper. No, no, I think it is. Uh, I thought it was Michael Jackson. <laughs> uh, Faith sent us a text at 253-271-4787. Says, had a rough day yesterday. A childhood friend passed away from an apparent overdose. Oh, mm. man. She had a prescription drug problem, and, and stupid small-town doctors just kept prescribing. Man, it's a theme from earlier. She was 37, just like me, and damn, that's making me think. I wish she would have said something. It's been many years since we've seen each other, but I would have been there. It's also her son's birthday. Oh, boo. Again. Wow, so sorry. Man, I'm sorry. sorry. Faith, really sorry to hear that. Absolutely. That is a thing that that, um, doctors are so quick to prescribe opiates, and then what happens is when these people get hooked on them, because they're literally like oxy, is basically just heroin repackaged yeah, and FDA approved. Mm-hmm. And what happens is people that can no longer access Oxy will go buy heroin on the cheap. It's literally what, what, what happens, and it happens all the time. And people will use Oxy for pain or Oxy for uh, anxiety, and then they can't get their prescription refilled because they've already been through six refills or whatever the case may be, and, mm-hmm. and people turn to street drugs because they can't get... It's a challenging thing, man. I'm not a big fan of a lot of the way Western medicine approaches things because they treat the uh, they treat the symptoms, not the cause. Like, oh, your back hurts. Well, here, take these. Well, that numbs you out, but they're not fixing your back. It's just a band aid. They well, they treat it's it's more profitable to treat the symptom. Like, ah, oh, we'll get you hooked on you know opiates because your back hurts, right? You know, yeah. never. Maybe you should go see a chiropractor. <laughs> maybe there's, or maybe you do know? yoga. I mean, there's, there's yeah. proof. I mean, we're talking Diamond Dallas Page. I mean, yeah. and, and I'm walking example. I used to have serious, like not serious, but moderately serious, depending on the day, back issues. And by doing all that yoga, it's really helped loosen yeah. things up. And I never had a bother of going to do anything yeah. other than that. And it's like, you never know. And, and, Until and you I'm, try I'm not least. saying I'm against prescription drugs or anything of that. I mean, it's- No, you're against it's, prescription it's drugs and broad. eagles. I understand. <laughs> yeah. Prescription eagles, get out. Yeah, yeah. That's, that'll be our cover band, prescription, prescription eagles. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, let's do it. I'll play drums. Uh, let's do one more voicemail and one more email, and then because uh, I know it's the time. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, it's from Andrew. He says, hey, Mixcast, has been listening for years. This is my first email. Last week's podcast really hit a chord for me. When, oh, this is from December. Sorry, I'm- I save all the emails because we don't always get to everything. Okay, bro. So we may not know what you're talking about, but please go ahead. He says, a few months back, I went through a bad breakup with a girl I thought for sure was my soulmate, and it left a hole in my heart Ooh. that I'm still searching to fill. Sorry, brother. Last week, you guys talked about how great things can come from really horrible circumstances. That does seem to be a theme on our podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll be thinking that there'll be a silver lining for me. I haven't found it yet, but I'm hopeful and staying positive. You guys will bring a lot of laughter to my world, which means a lot. Thanks and stay positive and suck it. Andrew, please shoot us an email and give us an update. Yeah, I'd love yeah. to know if things are getting better for you. And I, I would imagine that maybe not yet, but at some point you will see that things are way better than what they once were. Yeah. And you'll find sh- a better That girl person. might have done you a favor. And, yeah. and two things I would tell you, man, is all women 
all women are attracted to confidence. So if you can find a way to shake off that shattered heart vibe that you may or not even realize you're putting out, you know, but be, be cognizant of your behavior to make sure that you don't have that wounded puppy dog thing because all women, all women love confidence. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, too, is you'll find it when you're not looking for it. So yeah. if you're really looking for a woman to step in and be a part of your life or to fill that hole, if you're... If you want it, if you're really looking for it, you'll never find it. You're, you're going to stumble across it by accident and realize suddenly that you're in love. Dude, my wife um, and I, both of us are quote unquote rebound relationships. You know right. what I mean? Like we both were. Be careful of those rebounds. I fell in love and got married. Well, yeah, and, and for us, you know. it was like, I I mean, moments before me, and they swore off. I'm like, I'm just going to meet up with chicks and do whatever I want and never get bogged down by a relationship. And apparently she had the same mentality. I don't want to deal with dudes. And that was one. Yeah. Of, my wife and I were right. both. Both of us had come out the backside of something pretty harsh. Well, that's a very personal. And, thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that's how I came into this world. I was born of an elephant's uh, cornhole, mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> half a lump they called me. Oh yeah, hop along, half a lump with a little blonde hair and a bit of stool on his nose. But uh, no, uh, <laughs> yeah, and Irish. So take me seriously now that I've said all that. <laughs> Good luck. They're after me like a charm. Um, Tony and I were both wounded, and we spent some time together, and inadvertently, you know, it was one of those things where eventually kind of the same thing, where it's like, um, wow, I think I think I want this to be exclusive. Mm-hmm. And it was a conversation we had, because we were both dating, too. Yeah. And then it turned into the, oh, I just got out of something. Yeah, me too, but let's maybe not let that hold us back, and, you know, God. My, my biggest advice for for you as well is do not... Whoever you do hang out with, don't blame them for the actions of the person that broke your heart. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. yeah more yeah. often than not, we That's always. between you guys. Right. Yeah. Like, you, I, I know it's hard. It's hard to have a reset, but like, do not, oh, she's doing this. That reminds me of my ex. Therefore, I hate you for doing that. Uh, it's like, well, that maybe it has nothing to do with that, but don't, they don't deserve to be treated poorly or treated with, um, uh, you know, uh, scrutiny, jealousy, whatever it may be, because of what someone once did to you. It's not their fault that that person did it to you. So you, it's almost like you got to have a reset. It's almost like yeah. you got to go into it with a blank slate and just mm-hmm. kind of be well, with that person. And even outside of relationships, man, like really what Steve's saying is don't project past pains onto current situations. And it's not hard. You know, I mean, which it's, is it's, hard. That's what I mean. It's hard. it's hard because it's a learned behavior and a learned response. And it's not just relationships. It's everything in life. But if you can find a way to not project past pain and past anger onto a current situation or circumstance, you'd be a lot better off. 100%. Steve nailed it. That's that's right on point. Man. See? Sometimes I got good stuff. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. That's right. <laughs> One more voicemail, and then we will call it a podcast. All right. Uh, that's... You snooker didn't know what he was doing. I'm just throwing that out there to you. <laughs> Hi guys, it's Mama, <laughs> and I have a true story to tell you. Uh-oh. True, true. story. <laughs> uh, thank you, first of all, for the concert on the 8th that I was invited to. I thank you. I thank my son for getting me there. Is it an old message? And it has nope. changed my life. Oh, cool. It really has. For the last three weekends now, I've been watching the Essex on TV, and it's all concerts. Right now, I'm watching Bruce Springsteen. Eric Clapton and um, Billy Joel. Oh, yeah. My yeah. God, I wish I would have seen him earlier in my life. Especially Billy before but he I'm became Anakin Skywalker. Mama now. <laughs> I'm a rockin' mama. Yeah! Thank you so much. My weekends are the happiest of the whole week. We changed your life. Saturday yeah. night, 5 o'clock, to Sunday night, 2 o'clock That's in the awesome. morning. That's awesome. Thanks you again. I love you guys. 
and I, I love Hawknado, you know that very yeah. much. We do too. And now I see why he's addicted to concerts. <laughs> I wish I was in you an earlier now. day, but I am now, and I'm excited uh, It's never too late it. for I anything. I love you guys. Mama. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, awesome amazing. call. Awesome call. Great way to end it. And might I recommend to you, Mama, I mean, Access is a great channel, but also find the MTV Live channel. It used to be Palladia. I think it's like channel 685 if you have Comcast, if you have uh, if you have the HD stuff. It's all concerts all the time, like almost all the time. I don't know if MTV has corrupted it since they took it over, but <laughs> I watch so many great concerts from that, like like The Who to random current concerts like Lollapalooza's or whatever it may be, but there's just always something going on in that channel so if you've got the live music fix you don't have to just wait for the weekends all right let's get out of here guys nice glenn you got a show coming up on february 3rd february 3rd highway 99 blues club and uh kisw.com premiered the video for underfoot this morning at 10 a.m so check it out so check it out it's awesome it's really thanks guys we've been sitting on that for a minute yeah i'm I'm glad it's finally out there in the world (laughs) for those that have been listening to this podcast you know the backstory yeah that's right congrats to that that's very exciting time so go to kisw.com to check out the brand new music video for Underfoot, which is also the song that I came out to when I made my professional wrestling which debut. Which was rad. As a ring announcer. <laughs> I'll hopefully get footage of that just so you Dude, can see that's that. That's killer. Yeah, cool. I'd love to. And uh, also, since your concert's coming up, February 11th, Aaron Jones it's going to be over at the Crocodile. Go to thecrocodile.com for that information or just ajintheway.com. You'll dig it. It's a great live show. Big, yeah, you'll love it. Big thanks to Aaron for coming in and thanks for indulging me talking about my friend Sarah. That's Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that, that made that song so much more powerful. Yeah. Uh, I had goosebumps the whole time. It was, pretty uh, it was killer. It yeah. was really cool, man. All right. Stay positive. Thanks for listening. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.